Uh, today we have little White and his manager. Say hey, guys. My wife. <laughs> <laughs> what it do? What it do? So how did you guys meet? She was my bartender for like eight years. And she was always in a relationship. Until one night, Rowdy said, hey, man, she's going through a divorce. And I pounced on her like a tiger. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty right, right? Pretty accurate? Pretty accurate. I did say no four times. Yeah, four times. Finally, I came back. I was like, look, I'm not asking you what time you get off. I'm not asking you what you're doing Saturday. I just want to know, do you want to get sushi on a Wednesday? Mm. Don't even have to be this Wednesday. Ain't no bitches can't turn down sushi. <laughs> <laughs> that fourth time, I got her ass. Bit her on the lip and left her with a little scar. And I was like, I'll see you Wednesday, girl. Yeah. At seven, too. I picked her up at seven. Opened the door and everything. It's classy, man. Yeah, right. Pulled up in a black Cadillac like, what's up? <clears throat> it worked. So I read online. <laughs> so I read online that you passed up um, "It's Hard a Year for a Pimp." I did. It's very true. I actually didn't really just pass it up. It was more like, um, so Paul and Juicy called me to the studio one night, and they were like, "Yo, we need to come right right on this song. It's uh, yeah. it's gonna be for a movie." And I'm like, "Shit, bet!" So I jumped in the car, balled out. And uh, at the time, I was with my baby mama. I was going through a lot of bullshit. I was stressed the fuck out, baby mama bullshit. And they were like, uh, you know, me and her had been together for like six years at the time. So I wasn't out pimping and hoeing. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it was just my mind frame wasn't there. Mm-hmm. I'd been a stay-at-home house dad and traveling, you know. And uh, I sat in that studio. John Singleton walked in and told me what the movie. Rest in peace, John Singleton. Uh he told me what the movie was about, gave me the, you know, rundowns, pimp, hard-headed hoes, wants to be a rapper, blah, blah, blah. I sat in that room for about an hour and just couldn't come up with it. I know I'm, like, under pressure, too, and I was young as fuck. It was 2005, so I was, like, 23. And uh, Fraser Boy just happened to be in the, in the area downtown by the studio and just stopped. And he just had some beers and shit. He was dropping off to, you know, all the crew and shit. He just stopped in, dropped off a 12-pack, and... He was like, what you working on? I told him and shit. And he was like, uh, sat there, bobbed his head for a couple of minutes. He was like, oh, I got it. It's hard out here for a pimp. And I was like, I'm gone. I'm out of here. Yeah. I'm going home. Right to the fucking hook. Get your money. And I went in and told Paul and Juicy straight up. I was like, look, man, I've been sitting here for an hour. I can't come up with shit. But Fraser Boy just fucking made the assist and bam, that mm-hmm. motherfucker. And he wrote the hook and then they sent it off. Taraji, you know, Taraji came in and, um, Sung, sung the hook and when I came back like two or three days later I heard it I was like I clapped I was like good job fellas cause I um, I dropped the ball like a motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> but like it, it, it was great because my redeemment came a year later after they won the Oscar for it mm-hmm. and they got the reality show and that's when Paul was like look for passing that up you know what I'm saying we got you a full episode on the reality show mm. and I was like fuck yeah hell yeah he was like, you, you you did good by passing the ball. He was like, you know, the average person would have just ball hogged and, you know, came up with some bullshit. But, um, yeah, like, you know, we went to Hollywood and, like, my dad, I'll never forget it. Well, I'll never forget it. My dad's dead, so I'm sure he. <laughs> but um, you click on the fucking TV show, Hollywood, and on, on, on the TV guide, it said, Lil White goes to Hollywood. My dad was like, boy, you're on the TV guide. You made it. You made it. You're on the TV fucking guide. That's fucking awesome, man. Yeah. <clears throat> Miss you, Pops. (laughs) 
Cheers. So how did you first start in becoming a rapper? Uh, pretty much like all the rest of them, high school. Sitting around the lunch table, beating on the lunch table. Um, actually, it goes way back before that. Like, so <clears throat> my godmother, she just recently passed away. <clears throat> she had Sir Mix-A-Lot CD when it first came out when I was like seven. And anytime her and my mom would get away from the guys, because they were all classic rock, redneck white boys, they didn't want to hear no rap music. And uh, the women, my mom and my godmother would go out and just do girls girls' day or whatever, but they would they would wait till they got away from the men and pop that Sir Mix-a-Lot CD because they wanted to dance. <laughs> and I'll never forget being in the back of that car hearing buttermilk biscuits. And I was like, yo, I fucking like this shit. What is this? <laughs> and, you know, like that's when I ended up like learning all the words to Baby Got Back at like eight. And that's when, like, I, I think I really got into hip-hop and rap was, like, that era. And then, like, once my, I found out Memphis had rappers, that really intrigued me, too. Like, my homeboy across the street, Jimmy, he was, like, uh, he would build speaker boxes in the garage. And uh, he would always test the sound out on some Memphis 3-6 or, you know, A-Ball and MJG, yeah. Al Capone, Skinny Pimp, Gangsta Black, all that. And that's when I really, I was probably about 12 when I really started listening to Memphis rap. Mm-hmm. And that's when I really was like, all right, I think I can do this shit. As a matter of fact, shout out to Skinny Pimp. King of the Players Ball was the first album, gangster rap, that I like damn near knew that whole album word for word. Especially uh, Midnight Hoes. When that song came out, I was just like, oh, yeah, I can rap. <laughs> if you could keep up with Skinny Pimp back in the 90s, you could rap. Yeah. Especially being a fucking 13-year-old white boy from the hood. <laughs> But yeah, that was it. <laughs> that was the moment. And I actually, to matter of fact, I actually memorized Midnight Ho's verse, went to school the next day before anybody even knew that album was out and wrapped that verse at the lunch table and everybody thought it was my verse. So shout out to Skinny Pill. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to Skinny Pill, man. You know what I'm saying? That's my oh, big that's, homie. That's fucking awesome. So how'd you get your name? Uh, Lil Black, actually. <laughs> Very simple. <laughs> so my name's Patrick, so I used to go by just Lil Pat. That's what all my homies call me. And uh, he was like, man, Lil Pat ain't going to work as a rapper. He's a Lil Pat's just boring. And he was only 15 when he was thinking like this, and he was just like, man, I'm Lil Black. I'm a crip. I spell my B-L-A-C-C. You, you can be a little White, but spell it like hype or something. I was like, all right, yeah, that'll work. And it worked. It worked. Yeah. Um, and that was in ninth grade. So shit. So yeah. you had friends that were thinking like this when you guys were super young. Yeah. And that's something I, I just said this in the last interview I was in. Like, um, yeah, I mean, he was 15 with like a marketing mind frame. Like, and I hate to say it, like, I don't even know where Black's at right now. Like last time I heard he was in jail and was going through some bad shit. But I mean, you know, he was always super proud of me when I made it. Like when I, when I finally signed a three six, he was just like, dude, I told you. I told you, man, go 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 get it. So it was never no bullshit on his side. But you always have some of them friends once you start doing good. They're like, oh, man, you know what I'm saying? I gave him his name. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, which I don't, if even if Black came out right now, I was like, I gave him his name. I'd be like, yeah, he did. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is actually he's, true. He's not lying. So how did you, um, how did 3 6 find you or whatever? Um, the, the group I was with in high school, we had a little demo floating around the city. And, uh, 3-6 was at K97 promoting uh, 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 Getty Green, Project Pat. And uh, they were just pretty much on the radio. Like, uh, anybody in the city trying to get heard, if y'all see us in the streets and got a demo, 
come up, speak to us. And I'm listening to this at work. I was at a warehouse working a job. And um, I didn't know that the other guys in the group were at home listening to the radio, too. Because back they, that was back when the only thing you had to do was listen to the fucking radio. Yeah. And uh, so they happened to be listening at the same time I was. And um, they took our demo up to K97 while I was at work. I didn't even know it. So when I got home, he was like, my the other one of my partners, you know, he was like, uh, Man, we got to talk. We got a we got a uh, a conference call with Three Six Mafia tomorrow. And I'm like bullshit. I didn't even believe him at all. I got hung up on him. I was like, whatever, bro. I just got off work. Click, call me right back. Bring. This is not a drill. You know what I'm saying? It's for real. <laughs> like we really do. And I was like, all right, whatever. I'll be at your house tomorrow. Whatever. So I go, and sure enough, you know, I, I cracked a joke. He was on the phone. Like, oh, who you talking to? DJ Paul. He's, he was, like, he's like, no, I'm talking to fucking Juicy J. Shut up. <laughs> I was like, Damn. I'm still kind of, I'm still kind of in disbelief, you know. And then he puts the phone, you know, it was back when we had the old school fucking cordless phone. He puts it on thing, hits speaker, and uh, that's when I heard Juicy's voice. And I was, he's like, what's up, man? What's up, man? It's Juicy J, man. I was like, holy shit, that is Juicy J. I know that man from anywhere. <laughs> what's up, man? But uh, and they ended up in the long run. They they wanted to sign the whole group. But in the long run, they ended up signing me as a solo artist, and it worked out for all of us because those guys can eat a dick. <laughs> <laughs> I was fixing to ask you, how did that turn out? And now we know. <laughs> they can eat a dick. Multiple dick sandwiches. Damn, it's fucked up. So so they just signed you by, by yourself, right? Yeah. And, but that's it. Solo deal. I signed when I was seven. As a matter of fact, I signed two days after 9-11. So it was September 13, 2001. I was 17. And my parents had to sign my contract. It was the funniest shit ever. Seeing my mom and dad up in there with three six, it was just fucking hilarious. That is that's dope, man. Um, so tell us what's your first album? That's what nineteen years now. Nineteen years old yesterday. yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was uh, you know, recording that album was so dope because I was in such a position where I just wanted to impress Paul and Juicy. Yeah, you know, like being, the fact that they signed me such a young age. I mean, you got to think, like, my, we dropped our demo when I was 16, and within a year, I was in 3-6 Mafia Studios, you know, so that was, like, no time. Because, yeah. I mean, in my mind, I'd been rapping since I was, you know, eight, <laughs> in right, my mind, right. you yeah. know what I'm saying? So it felt like forever, but when I look back now, I'm like, damn, we only had that first demo out for maybe seven months before they noticed it. So, like, that was, looking back on it, and by the way, not to rewind, but my dad gave me the $1,500 to make our demo. Mm, damn. When, he, when he heard me rap for the first time, he was like, can you make a demo? I was like, fuck yeah. And I told the guys, and we made a demo, and they never paid my dad back a dime. I did. Tenfold. I threw fifteen grand cash at him as soon as that first check hit. That first big check hit, I took fifteen grand out. Here you go, Pops. It's 100% return. That motherfucker bought a boat and a motorcycle that day. <laughs> so wait, you, uh, your dad put the investment up, and the guys were upset that they didn't get picked up. Yeah, you feel me now? <laughs> so wait, yeah, you just got the. Uh, so what are they no mad fuck. at? What are they mad at? Because they didn't get signed. I, also, well, or? yeah, well, that too. But I was the newcomer of their group, so I was the baby. They were all like 20, 22, 23, and I'm seventeen. Yeah, but I had the most energy out of all of us. I had the the the. Paul and Juicy looked at it from a marketing standpoint. They looked at me like, okay, we can mold this young dude. He ain't got no tattoos. He's a little young dude. This motherfucker can't even buy cigarettes yet. <laughs> These guys got tattoos, gold teeth. 
You know, and they, they asked a bunch of the wrong questions. Hey, man, how much you pay for that watch? Hey, man, how much that bins cost outside? How many holes you got? Y'all got any cocaine? Like, dude, what the fuck is wrong with you? We just met these guys. Yeah. yeah. Let's talk about music. What the fuck? I and that's, I, that's what Paul noticed, too. I was going to say, that's probably what... When they started talking about all that shit, I got up and walked off. And I acted like I was going to the bathroom. And I was really just walking around the studio looking at plaques and shit. And that's when Paul walked up and he was like, he, he left the group. Paul walked up. He was like, you good? He said, you want one of them plaques? I was like, I want like 10 of these motherfuckers. I was like, I don't give a fuck about what they talking about. That shit will come later on down the road. You got to yeah. have the money to buy all this. And if you don't have an album, you don't. It, yeah. Come on. And Paul saw that in me, like, you know, as a young, young, young man, like, all right, this is the guy we want, you know. And, I, you know, they, they got mad because they didn't get signed. I mean, that's just tis what it is. But, um, yeah, that that's the answer to that to them. <laughs> and they're still here in the city doing horribly. <laughs> I hate to say it. They always they come in and comment on Facebook posts. Fuck you. We created your career. Rah, rah, rah. I mean, 20 Shut years up. later. They're still hating. Or... They still hating. Yeah, like, like obviously like, you were the best out of the what four or five yeah, it was or whatever. Four of us total, yeah. But there would be no demo if it wasn't for, for his dad, for your dad. So Thank you. It's all your dad. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Preach, baby, preach. I wish they would have seen it like that. It could have been differently, and I truly mean that. Like, because you know, back in the day, we were all super good friends and shit. Yeah. Well, that's that's the karma side too. They never had any plan on paying you back. I know. So now they have no reason to pay you back. I know. So you always had the mentality of. Wanted to become big. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And was, these guys were probably content just where they were. Probably yeah, pretty much. That was yeah. That's at the, over yeah over the years. That's what I've looked at it as too. Like I think they were just they just wanted the fun side of you know artists. like the girls, the cars, the, girls, the, the cars, drug, the yeah. drugs, the you know the money. They didn't want the actual fame like I wanted it. You know I wanted all of it, every fucking bit of it. They wanted the accolades without the work. Exactly. Yeah. So tell us what your album. First all right. Album. So doubt me now. I actually named it Doubt Me Now because of them fuckers. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> that's one of the main reasons it's called Doubt Me Now. Um, but the like I, like I was saying, the recording process of that album was like, I think we spent almost a year recording that album. Just because we ended up, I think we ended up recording like 40, 50 songs and just picking like the best, you know, like 20 back in the day, you know. Because wow. back in them days, you could throw 20 albums on a song and everybody loved it. You still got paid the same amount of money. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, motherfuckers are dropping three song mixtape or you know eps and still making that kind of money mm. so you know over the years you got to figure out not to give the fans too much for their buck but still make them happy right but um doubt me now dropped march 4 2003 and man that shit changed my fucking life i mean like for real like overnight which it was cool because i was on project pat's land of smackdown bonus disc that was the first time anybody heard me on 36 when we did crash the club and uh, it's funny about that, too. Like, uh, well, when Doubt Me Now first dropped, we were pushing just the good old boys as a single. And because uh, Paul and Juicy wanted to bring me out to the to the basically to the white crowd first. Yeah. You know, the white rap fans mm-hmm. to where they can be like, oh, we got us a country type country white rapper coming out of three six mafia. What the fuck? <laughs> but we had crashed the club to follow it up, which was a straight club banger. So we had the country boys. We got them first. Then we got the hood. Mm. And that was Paul and Juicy's thought process. They were just like, no. Juicy was like, we need to get the white folks first because he's white. <laughs> Paul was like, then we'll get the black folks because he's from the hood. Yeah. And um, I'll never forget it. So DJ Boogaloo, 
Where is Boogaloo now? Is he down in Atlanta? I think Boogaloo's, I think so, yeah. I think Boogaloo's in Atlanta. So Boogaloo had just the good old boys in his backpack on vinyl. He had came up to the studio the night before and got it. DJ Swerve, who used to be at 107, he was a white uh, DJ. Mm-hmm. And Swerve found out that Boogaloo had a, the only copy in Memphis of this vinyl. And he was going to spin it that afternoon at the 5 o'clock rush hour or whatever. So <laughs> Swerve found out about this, caught Boogaloo slipping and stole the record out of his backpack <laughs> so he could play it on Slam It or Jam It yeah. at like 3 during like right after school gets out. Yeah. And it was actually a genius, but he wanted to do it because we were both white. He wanted to be the first person to break my album, you know what I mean? And like, shout out to Swear, man. It was some. <laughs> he said, "Man, us white folks got to stick together in this rap shit." <laughs> I said, "You stupid, bro. You are an idiot." But it was funny because it just so happens, like back in them days, I had like I had my baby mama's like little Cavalier or whatever it was with two fifteens in the trunk, and uh, I was always listening to CDs. I never listened to the radio once I got my system. Because of commercials and shit. So it just, I don't remember why. I still to this day don't remember why, but I was listening. I don't know if I was maybe swapping CDs, but it was on Hot 107. And I had the radio about halfway. And uh, Hot 107, the commercial goes off, and I hear Swerve come in. What's up, this your boy DJ Swerve. We're fixing to play a new song uh, from my guy. Uh, I met him one time. Super cool dude, new artist on Three Six Mafia. And I'm sitting there like listening to the radio, and I've never been on the radio before. You know what I'm saying? So I'm sitting there driving. I'm like listening to the radio. I'm like, man, the new white artist on Three Six Mafia. I'm sitting there thinking, like, they got another white artist. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, because so this is some bullshit. I didn't even met. This I'm supposed guy. to be the only one. I'm supposed to be <laughs> the one, the great white hype. Yeah. Damn. So he goes straight out of Fraser. This my boy, Lil White, with the Dukes of Hazard uh, sample remix. Just the good old boys. Y'all tell me if y'all slamming or jamming. I look at my baby mama like, oh, my God. And, man, like, about 15 callers called in. I'm sitting in the parking lot of our apartments we lived in at the time. I'm sitting there listening to all the callers. Man, slam that, man, slam that. Or, no, jam that, man, jam that, jam that. Everybody, jam that, jam that, jam that. And he comes back on the radio, and he's like, all right, y'all, took 20 calls. We got 20 jammits, no slamits, little white. Congratulations, baby. And I was just like, holy. I was on a cloud after that. Yeah. <clears throat> and the album hadn't even dropped yet. The album hadn't even dropped. That's what it was. The album was dropping that week, and he, they, uh, Boogaloo had the, uh, the the vinyl. So, like, the album hadn't even dropped yet, and I'm on the radio. Yeah. And that was just like, wow. You know what I'm saying? Like, and at the time, I was like 20. I'm looking at Babe Mama like, I told you, bitch. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I told you I was going to make it, bitch. <laughs> we obviously ain't together no more. <laughs> Shout out to my attorney. <laughs> Shout out to Rebecca Girl. If you are in the Memphis area and you need to get rid of a dirty ass bitch and you would like to do it the proper way uh, through the uh, judicial, I mean, through the judicial system of juvenile court, Memphis, Tennessee, call up Rebecca Grove. Rebecca Grove, this is a uh, this is a non paid uh, advertisement. <laughs> <laughs> this this episode of Linked Up brought to you by. She got me custody and got my child support dropped. So shout out to Rebecca Grove. <laughs> so when when y'all finally dropped your CD, well, what was the initial reaction to it? Um. So the album cover was done in black and white, like the Scarface album, yeah. the Scarface cover. Because Paul didn't want nobody to know if I was black or white. Mm, they wanted smart. people to judge just the music. They didn't want somebody to look at this album cover and be like, white dude with 3-6 Mafia, I ain't even listen to this shit. But it, back in them days, anytime 3-6 dropped anything, it was going to be fire. And people would... You know, like back in when we were growing up, it's not the same like it is now. We got social media and you'd be like, oh, coming in 30 days... 
You know, you had to get like a Murder Dog magazine, a Vibe magazine, a Source, a XXL to know when the next album was dropping or yeah. hear it through the grapevine or whatever. You know, before the internet was such a, you know, huge and shit, like, um, I can remember, like, you would have to know by going to the record store, going to Cats or Pop Tunes, you see it on the wall, you know, coming <clears throat> March 17th, uh, new Project Pat, you're like, whoa, fuck yeah, I'm here, skipping school and everything, coming to be here at noon. Yeah. Mr. Z's, those were the good old days when you had to get fucking <laughs> tapes, cassette tapes with stickers. <laughs> Somebody wrote on that motherfucker. But, um... Yeah, it was just, uh, you know, dropping that album back then was dope because no, we didn't have social media, so they didn't know if I was white or black. They judged the music first. I still, to this day, every now and then, which it's been 20 years now, but I still, every now and then, will go to a certain city, and it's usually like you're more like country towns where mm -hmm. you don't have that much, you know, activity out there. I've had motherfuckers walk to me like, you're white? <laughs> I was usually like I'm light skin. <laughs> I didn't know you was white. I'm like my name is Lil White. <laughs> They're like I thought you was yeah light skin or red bone or something. <laughs> because I actually know a few homies of mine that are nicknames White Boy because of red bone, red, yeah. you know, real uh, red skin. But um, yeah, that was very smart of Paul Paul thinking that way because you know when I first did drop the first video on the second album because we didn't have no videos or nothing for that first album because we didn't really know how well it was gonna do. Being a new artist, a white artist, and from the South, in the rap game back then, it was like rolling the dice. Mm. Yeah, I didn't know, like, speaking of white, I didn't know that, uh, was that guy Jack Harlow? I didn't know he was white for the longest I time. I didn't. I didn't either. Because that What's Poppin' song, I was like, oh, okay, this is a black guy. I didn't, guy. Too, I didn't <laughs> I saw the video, and I was like, what the fuck? God, well, the first time I heard oh, What's Poppin', I was like, damn, that's kind of catchy. I saw the video, I was like, damn. It's me. <laughs> what the fuck? It's me. It's one of those mind blown things. Like you yeah. say, holy shit, this dude's white. I was like, what the fuck? And that's coming from me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, my daughter was the one who actually first showed me the video. She was like, you seen this video? And I looked at her. I was like, he. Wait. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm glad I'm not alone in this. <laughs> you're not. I swear you're not. Yeah. And see, that's coming from a black person and a white yeah. person. We both didn't know. So he did. <laughs> you did well, Jack Harlow. You did well. Whatever y'all were trying to do over there at Universal or whatever you're, whoever you're with. I think the reason I only knew he was white was because I saw a picture of him and some the girl he's dating or something like that on uh, like, yeah. the internet. But talk about that. What you're I mean, again, just the name Jack Harlow's pretty white. white yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. But like. You're just talking about social media not being around back then, like, and you know when you had to find out about a new album dropping, like, you went to the store and that was exciting when you saw that on the <laughs> mm -hmm. wall. Now, I, I don't really get excited about much, but like, that's gonna come out because I'm gonna see it a billion times right, before man. it releases. You right. know, like trailers to movies or anything. It's like that has just changed everything so much. It has. It we really we sat down at night sometimes. I'm like, did we see this yet? No, we've already seen the trailer like 900 times. We haven't watched the actual movie yet, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we just did that the other night. I was like, have we seen this movie? She's like, no, honey, we watched the trailer four different times. I was like, oh, so we kind of have seen the movie. How do you think you would do it now with the digital age? I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't. I'd go, I, no. If I had to start all over again right now yeah. in 2022, I would take the money I have, move to Denver, and start growing weed. Mm. Actually, I might not even do that. I might just move to Arkansas and start weed. <laughs> I can still be close to my... Yeah, shit. So how do you get paid from streams? Like, Dude, on, it's, I still don't really understand it. <laughs> I swear to God, I don't. Because I saw your song, Oxycontin, has like 36 million yeah. uh, plays on Spotify. You yeah. know, And I was like, that's a shitload. 
But I'm like, I remember Shy telling me it's all advertisement. It's, it's bullshit, man. Like it, no, it it's not a lot of money at it all. Ain't much like, at all. No. I think Spotify is one of the worst streamers, it right? Is, for, for artists, yeah. is it because of their biggest or something? Or no, I think because that's what a lot of that people were upset about. The whole Joe Rogan got paid so much, and the artists aren't getting paid. They didn't pay shit. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, it's like pennies to the dollar. I want to say shit. when I look at the state, I think Pandora pays actually more than most of them. Mm. Yeah, I think it does too. Uh, Pandora also has seven hundred fucking advertisements every song, <laughs> and that's fine. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. Don't <laughs> Just send me a check, motherfucker. Shout out to BMI. <laughs> so, how did you come up with the song uh, Oxycontin? Oh, this is a fun one. Um, so, the guy I was talking about earlier was building speaker boxes across the street. Uh, he was always like a neighborhood big brother to me. Right. He, matter of fact, like, I think when, when he, like, dude, it's, it's been a rough, like, five, six years. I've lost a lot of people in the last five, ten years. Jimmy being one of them. Um, when he passed, I remember it's it's weird how you don't really think about how someone's affected or impacted your life until they're gone. Mm-hmm. But like Jimmy was the first motherfucker to let me hear Three Six Mafia. When the very first joint I smoked was his that me and his little sister stole. The first time I ever did acid, he got it for me. And now on the oxycotton, this motherfucker was at work. Working, he was like a carpenter or some shit, building a house. No, he was, a, he was roofing at the time, I think. And he was, uh, he was at, a, at a job site, and he was on their lunch break. And uh, he had like a two-by-four Bud Light. And he went to stomp on it, right? I wasn't there. I just heard the story a hundred times from him. He went to stomp it down, you know, just to crush it. Yeah. And when he, it was a pretty swole dude. When he stood, when he stood on it, it, it held. So he was looking at his homeboys. He was like, yo, look at this shit. <laughs> He's like standing on his two by four at like 230 pounds. It was impressive. His homies were like, whoa. Right then it like crinkled and he came down on his leg and he pulled all the muscles in his right leg. Oh, shit. So, him being so big, they prescribed him Oxycontin 80s. They didn't prescribe me shit when I messed up my ankle. Now that I think about it, I'm like, (laughs) well, if you you think about it now, so there's a a movie, it's a series on uh, on, uh, 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 Prime, Amazon Prime called. uh, What's the fucking name of that the, book? The, the Dope. Dope Sick. The dope. It's called Dope Sick. And it's pretty much a true story look of how Big Pharma Oxycontin took over the world. It's like, it's a damn good series. And uh, I realized how that happened with Jimmy. Remember on that thing? It said for anybody that comes in with a level 10 pain, they're just going to double their prescription or double their oh, doses. Are the ones that came up with the happy faces when you go to the doctor? <coughs> yeah. They say on a scale of 0 to 10, rate your pain. Yeah, the Oxycontin came up with that. Big Pharma... That produced Oxycontins when they uh, came out so with that could, for the whole so nursing they world. Up your milligrams, so your insurance would pay more. more. It was the fucking the biggest scam in the world. They're the reason pain level is now one of the vital signs. So uh, Jimmy, <laughs> Jimmy, not he, him, fucking his leg up. He had to go to the hospital after work that day. I had to go pick him up from the hospital. So we're riding back, and I'm in this little fucking. I don't remember what kind of car this is. A little hatchback, stick shift. I can't drive a stick for shit. Here I am. (laughs) (laughs) I'm grinding gears all the way to Poplar Avenue. And And, uh, I pick him up. We stop by Walgreens to pick his prescription up. He takes his medicine or whatever. And like 45 minutes go by. He looks over at me and he's like, bro, you got to try one of these. (laughs) I'm not thinking about it. This is my big brother. I'm like, cool. Drop it off. I was already popping Xanax back in them days. And. I tried lower tabs and shit like that. I mean, I'm, I lived in the back of the hood with drug dealers. Yeah. I mean, what else did I have to do besides get high? Um, 
Plus, all my drug dealer homies would just be like, give me shit. I'm like, hey, try this and tell me if it's any good. I'm like, okay. <laughs> okay. Well, he's no dead. No problem. Well, we can't sell this one. He's dead. <laughs> he's dead. He's dead. <laughs> no bueno. So, uh, I fucking took this 80, not knowing that you're supposed to take that milligram for the size of your body. Uh, and at the time, I was like 100 pounds, 110 pounds, damn. soaking wet. I was like maybe 19. And, uh, <laughs> so... Five hours go by, I'm fucking fried. Yeah. Ten hours go by, I'm fucking fried. I'm like <laughs> dead, dead. Like, I can't barely talk. I'm just out of it. And it's at a point now we're rolling on 12 hours, and I'm just like, I don't like this. I don't I don't want this. We went to CK's Coffee Shop that was on Austin P. Highway across from the Roger Springs Mall. God, I miss that place. That was the uh, best mall, man. I swear I miss that mall so much. Reebok Classics, two for 89. Bam. Um, so we go to CK's coffee shop, me, my baby mom, and like two other people. And uh, I start overdosing, like for real. I can Shit. feel it. I can feel my body shutting down. This was way too much opioid in my little tiny ass body. And I didn't even like take opioids like that. I just popped one because Big Bro was like, take one of these. Okay. I tell the fucking shit of the cook at CK's. I'm like, hey, man, hold on to that breakfast because I'm not going to make it. I go to the bathroom, bro, and I'm literally dying. Like, I'm falling face first to the toilet. I'm passing out midair. And I just stuck my arms out like fucking Jesus. And thank God whoever created the handicap rails. I grabbed them bitches, and my face stopped like this far from the toilet from just. Damn. And, man, I just hurled everything in my body up. I puked for like three minutes straight. It was my body just rejecting it, just getting it out of my body. And, uh. I fucking finally, like, it was, I'll never forget it because it was nasty as fuck. I sat down on the CK's floor because I was just, like, out of it. I was like, holy shit. I'm not, and now I'm good. Yeah. I'm, I'm coming back. I'm coming back and shit. I get up. I stand up, wash my hands real good. Wash my face off and shit. I come back out, and I'm like, yo, you didn't cancel that breakfast order, Because <laughs> I just threw up everything. I'm fucking starving. So. He's like, no, I didn't. I heard, I could, we could all hear you in there. I was like, oh, y'all, y'all can hear me? Damn, my bad. Did y'all hear me talk to God and Jesus and Buddha and Allah and everybody? Like, uh, So the next day, I go home. I get a good night's sleep. Keep in mind, this was like five, I took it at 5 in the afternoon. It was 5, 6 o'clock in the morning when I barfed all this shit up. Fuck. And I've told this story before. It's not like I'm snitching on myself. Plus, this was 20 fucking years ago. I don't care what people think about me. I don't care. But I go to the studio the next day. I was That was another thing that was fucking horrible. I had to be at the studio the next day at like 1, which we normally didn't go to the studio until like 5. Paul was like, yeah, we got to go out of town tonight, so we're going to knock some shit out early today. I was like, fuck, all right. So here I am, like, hungover as fuck, crawling into the studio. And Paul just looks at me. He's like, what the fuck happened to you last night? <laughs> he's like, you look like shit. <laughs> I was like, fool, I died. He was like, what? I was like, man, I took a pill called an Oxycontin. And, man, it was way too much, and I literally was fucked up for 12 hours, barfed my lungs up, almost passed out face first into a toilet. And Juicy pops his head out the back. He goes, hey, Paul, he should write a song about that. I was like, I should write a song about overdosing. (laughs) And Paul's like, yeah, I think it'd be dope. I was like, it literally was dope. Yeah. (laughs) He was like, no, for real, but just write about all kinds of other pills, too. Don't just single out Oxycontin. We want to, like. Grab everybody. I was like, y'all are fucked up in the head, but all right, I'll write it. (laughs) And when I wrote it, I literally, now keep in mind, I did not know what Oxycontin was going to do. Yeah. Nobody did. 
Like, cause even when I fucking wrote the song, there was the only people that had heard of Oxycontin were people like cancer patients and shit. You know, yeah. that, that, that nobody else really knew what the fuck this shit was. I've had so many people tell me like, dude, I didn't know what none of that shit was you were talking about. I had to <laughs> had to look all this shit up. And you didn't have Google back then. You had to go to the encyclopedia or some shit. <laughs> the Dewey Decimal System. The Dewey Decimal yeah. System, yeah. Fucking 00.8 dot by, what is it? Fucking 225.3. Um, but yeah, like it, it, it turned into like a cult classic. That's how fucking MTV described it. Uh, was a cult classic. And it was supposed to be a filler song, right? Yeah. Doubt Oxycontin was a filler. Wow. It was just a filler track just to add to the album. On the album. Yeah. It was oh. never supposed to go that big. And, like, I've actually sat up one night back in my Molly days, <clears throat> you know, just fucking wired. Ooh, best, going best through, days. Oh, the good Molly. That's not the shit y'all kids got now. Y'all, yeah, see, they don't y'all know. motherfuckers are eating meth capsules. <laughs> they so don't, they don't know what good. Hell no, they don't. You remember, uh, you remember uh, the White Doves? Fuck the yes, that I came do. Through? Oh, my God, those are so good. I tell that story to everybody. Man, White Doves, pink Christmas trees, man. Fuck you, man. I alligators. Like, I was like seven years old when I did all this. <laughs> Remember the alligators? Man. <laughs> yes. I'm just getting sweats thinking about this. I am so <laughs> like, yeah, I'm gritting my like, teeth and shit. <laughs> like, I remember the last one of the last times I ate some rolls was probably like one of the last times I went to 152 before, you know, the, they closed it for the weekend or barbecue fest or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But like, man, I was like, man, fuck this. And then <laughs> Molly came around and I'll, 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 I'll do Molly Right now, somebody can get it. It's not that right. good no more, bro. Yeah. I mean, but, not, not here. Not here, at least. You go down, I, go like a college town or down yeah. a beach somewhere. Well, yeah, I told my buddy, uh, I told my friend, I was like, hey, if you ever talk to that guy that you were getting that really good quality <laughs> from. That guy. That <laughs> guy. Everybody has that guy. Everybody has a uh, that guy. Make sure you give him, because he asked me, dude, I want some. And, you know, I know this guy really well. You know, he makes it himself and all that stuff. And I was like, yeah. I said no at that time. But now I'm like, hey, if you ever talk to him again. Hey, man, matter of <laughs> fact, get a, give, me a, give me a zip of that shit. Yeah. I think our Knoxville guy made his. That's why he had it. But now, now you know, now everybody has... Somebody has some kind of drug that's laced with something, right? Fentanyl, baby. Yeah, and you know, I don't. I just try not not to do this stuff anymore, dude. I, I love how he said try. <laughs> now, in the words of Flacco, try is a word of failure. <laughs> but like, I'm with you on that though, because like every dude, I just had a homeboy literally four days ago. Uh, um, took one Xanax and died. Damn, because it was straight fentanyl. That's what that was with the holy liquor store. fuck. That's what you, you most, that's what you said last fuck. night. So they're putting they're making Xanax tablets. So they taking fentanyl and make them look like Xanax. They're taking so believe it or not, bro, you can go on fucking eBay and get a pill presser. And I mean it's just like a and it, you can get like a little diet little cat I'm, I'm fucking up. I'm actually telling these folks how to do it. <laughs> you can buy this shit though. It's little, yeah. ca- it's little metal casts, and they come in like it's like ten of them, and you pour the shit in there, and, and it's a fucking Xanax, and it's nothing but fentanyl and Advil or crushed up Tylenol or some shit. I wish they had like a you know like old school pool test water test. They do. The police they, have one. No, I'm talking about like regular civilians. If you're gonna go do drugs, no, at you least. get one. It's called the bump police. You can go, yeah. like, if you, you go that? to, like, a festival and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, police. They usually have, like, that set up or, like, another one called Dan Safe. Or, yep. And these are, now they'll have, like, you can, in some cities, it, it's different that the cops won't fuck with you 
about it if you go get them tested even though the cops are walking around and stuff like, mm. you know it's fine they, they know you're being safe and stuff but like um they like you can take your pills hey i got these from they don't say who they just you know and the next thing you know oh. they're testing them oh no these are you can buy shit right damn wow. these are good or these are not bad this is exactly what's in this pill you know like on rolls and stuff what like, is the point of putting fentanyl in the shit though uh it's because it it's addictive Oh, so if you're trying okay. to fucking sell some shit, you want people coming back. Got you. But what people don't well, understand. It started, it started with nurses were addicted to fentanyl first because really? we would have to, any patients that had a fentanyl patch, uh-huh. it goes on for three days and it's considered a controlled substance. So nowadays, because nurses were taking them off and like chewing on them or like getting the rest of the medicine out of them mm-hmm. and stuff. Now they made it where if a nurse takes the patch off, another nurse has to witness and sign that she saw or throw it away. I was like... Y'all bitches been doing some shit. <laughs> I was just coming to work, doing my yeah. bed pass, and going back home. Yeah. Like, man, this shit got some tests on here I've never even heard of. Like, wow. Amphetamine test kit, cocaine test kit, DMT test kits, enrolling test kit. I don't know how to fuck this. Yeah, it's just, it just, I mean, it just seems like what it's just that? not, it's just not safe anymore. It ain't. And if you do. Ketamine test kits, all kinds. I don't know if I'm gonna ever buy one of those from eBay because you never. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll be just a little bottle of water. It'll just be a little thing oh, of water. Your pill's good, and you, just, you know you're dead. Right. It'll yeah. come with a COVID nineteen test. Well, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so like, we're done. Allegations. Uh, so how did uh how, talk about COVID? Uh, how did COVID fuck up like touring and stuff oh, for you guys? Oh my God! I, I, I <laughs> we had fifty two, fifty one or fifty two. Three six mafia reunion concerts booked, and ninety percent of them were festivals. Wow, damn! And I still to this day have said to I've told Paul and Juicy, and I told her, and I'm told I've said it to a bunch of people. COVID only happened because three six mafia got back together. <laughs> the devil was like, no, no. The God was like, no, we can't have this twice. <laughs> this motherfucker been down there running a muck for twenty years. They split up for ten, and now they want to get back together and do it all over again. Yes, we do actually. And we are. We will be at the Memphis May stage this year. Memphis May 2022. Three Season Mafia Project Pet <laughs> It is going down. So I did my, uh, down here in these parts, we got Memphis in May. Three Six Mafia, Project Pet, and Little What. This year, live 2022. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> That's my Chevy uh, voice, my Chevrolet voice. <laughs> Come get you a Chevrolet. <laughs> So when are you guys going to go on tour? Uh, is, is Music Fest the kickoff of it? or, or? I'm hoping so, because like, it being so many shows got canceled, it's like hard to like rebook them, because like, a lot of places went out of business. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. A lot of the venues like closed. Look, like, like, look at Minglewood. Right? Yeah. Minglewood's closed? Yeah. What? Yeah. COVID is allowing them to open up yet. Uh, no, it's, um, it's... I thought that was a Live Nation place, wasn't it? Yeah, but yeah. so Live Nation apparently bought... The business of Minglewood, right? Mm-hmm. Gotcha. And then, because, you know, Trey owned that. Trey, and yeah, then, yeah. His, you know, and then the person that owned the building, he sold the building to some developer in Nashville. Oh, my God. So, right, it's completely closed right now. The I mean, that's they, like condos or some the, shit. You know, they're building, those, they're building those things across the street. Like they're by Abby's old house. Yeah. I mean, they're massive. The only thing that sucks is, like, now that they're slowly opening stuff back up, mm-hmm. it's like... As a promoter, and I get it, if you go book a show and you spend two hundred grand on artist fees, and then all of a sudden a new variant hits, yeah, and all of a sudden they scare the whole world back. So everyone's slowly like they oh. scared the world back with Ukraine. <laughs> <laughs> 
And we went from like everybody's gonna die from COVID to like fuck it, Russia's taking over Ukraine. World War Three. Yeah, like we uh Next is the aliens, man. I'm waiting. <laughs> I'm waiting. I watch ancient aliens all fucking day. I'm telling you right now, the aliens I feel the aliens they're are over here. here, man. They've, like they're with they've us. They've been here. They say they're octopus. Octopus or aliens. Hey, I believe that shit. They're smart as fuck, They're shapeshifters. They're smart as fuck. They got like fucking eight brains or some shit. Dude, I saw... And then go on land and see. Yeah, I saw a video of an octopus on a boat, and there was a little hole. So to go back to the ocean, it made itself like tiny to fit. Dude, the hole is probably this big. Oh, I saw the video. I knew exactly what you were talking about. I was like, holy fuck. I I told you to watch My Octopus Friend on Netflix. Really good documentary. This guy becomes friends with an octopus. He'll go down every single day for like a year and swim with it. What? Fucking crazy! Fuck that shit. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, they're they're they're. I I personally think they're definitely here already. I personally know that I've already seen a crazy object flying in the sky. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. care what y'all say about she me. Really I, I know what I saw. And what makes it even worse is where we were at was close to the Millington Air Base. Really, the Millington Naval Base, mm. and like we were leaving a buddy of mine's house, and she's a very uh, 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 serious person when it comes to shit that. Her mind can't figure out. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're driving, and it's a dark-ass road. We're coming through the woods and shit, back at, somewhere off in Millington and shit, in the country. And all of a sudden, she goes, <sighs> I can hear it. Like, something terrified the fuck out of my woman. Yeah. And, I mean, it wasn't like seeing a fucking deer jump in front of you or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Like, she literally was fucking, like, white as a ghost. And I'm like, what the fuck's wrong with you? She was like... She couldn't. Br- she couldn't spit it out. She couldn't breathe. Yeah. Like she Damn. had done scenes. It was some real, shit. real, real, real. Like she said, it was like a green, floating, triangular shape, fucking something. And then what's funny is like the fact that I do watch Ancient Aliens all the time because I'm a nerd. <laughs> um, they, they, I can't remember the name of it. It's, they got a name for this craft that they, you know, supposedly recovered in a reverse engineering or whatever. But I showed her a picture of it. I was like, was it something like this? It was like exactly like that. I was like, oh, that no, makes no, sense. No, 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 you asked me what, it, you said describe, you were watching, he was watching something, he was like, describe what you saw, and I was like, I'll do you better, I'm going to draw a picture of it. And this woman so can't draw. Picture. Yeah, I can't draw at all. <laughs> this but woman drew so a fucking spaceship that looked real. I was like, holy shit, you drew that? Dude, that's crazy, because like, you know, all, also the stuff in Roswell, like, or Area 51 is or whatever, mm-hmm. like, what the fuck's down there? Right. I want to know, like, stuff like that, I want to know, like, eventually, I would like to know, you know, please tell uh, me. We're going to, they're going to have to tell us. I mean, I just feel like if we can live on the same planet with turtles and lions and tigers mm-hmm. and bears, like just bring on the aliens, cool, let's come on. Well, the way I look at it is like we got all these other different species living together. It's kind of like closed-minded. Think we're the only thing right out yeah. there. You know, it's like why wouldn't there not be something else? Maybe there's here? like eight hundred million other galaxies. Yeah. <laughs> what? Do you know how big our galaxy is? There's eight hundred <laughs> million other ones, and motherfuckers think we're just by ourselves and the only motherfuckers with intelligent life. No. And then I just read some shit yesterday. It was like, uh, you know, humans have been on Earth, so we know, from fossils, like 200,000 years. Yeah. I've got them in a mood But now. we only got, got history. <laughs> we've only got history for the last 6,000 years. That is very, very, very So for, there's 97% of human histories have been erased. Yeah. And it's been by man who tries to conquer. And I swear to God, I, I still do this. I still think. It's aliens are us, but they were before mm. humanity that we know now. Yeah. Like if Earth's been here for so many billion years, you don't think there's been a million different lifetimes and shit? We, we can see the history of being erased now, though, because like our kids, like our, they're 
when they're doing history lessons and stuff at school, like we're the last generation that still remembers the stories from Mamma and Papa back in the day. Great grandma and great grandma. Yeah, where they pass the stories down to us and we tell our kids. It's like, well, that's not what my history book says. I'm like, your history book's lying. Your history book is wrong. They took out page <laughs> 17 through 47. It's like, we don't know what's in the ocean. Let's try, no, let's try to don't. figure out what's in the ocean we know before we start going to Mars and stuff like that because we can't go far enough down because it, the pressure, like, Crushes everything yeah. or something, right? Like, what if the aliens just are just chilling down in the bottom of the ocean? Does they? I think fuck those guys. They're not down coming there. down here, you know. Yeah. Like, it's a whole different world down there. They, right? like, it, Isn't that they say we come from the ocean? We do. Yeah, salt is the key of life. Salt, believe it or not, it's fucking salt. Really? Without salt, we would have never. Nothing would could evolve without salt. Salt water. You got to think the ocean is salt water. It's the biggest deposit of salt. On the planet is our oceans. And if we came from water, salt is the fucking key ingredient. Then our body's made up mostly of water, too. Mm-hmm. 80%, I think. Which is weird if you think about it, because that would be like... I look at that as like pouring water up to my neck. <laughs> yeah, like, is it just not water up here? Like, and then when we're work? born, we're living in like some it's fluid. Like, like a little couch, yeah. yeah. You know? So, yeah, yeah. I'm telling you, man, we come from that water, man. That's why I'm so scared of it. <laughs> I'll go stay. I'll go to the. We go to the beach and shit. She don't. She's got some balls. We'll go to the beach. She'll go out there about way deep. Like, yeah, yeah, way yeah, out no, there. no, no, no. I got attacked by a turtle and I ran back across <laughs> yeah. the ocean like Scooby Doo. Well, no, that was one day when she decided to go out there to the sandbar. Nope. Went out there to the sandbar and swore she got bit by an alligator. I got attacked by a sea turtle. <laughs> Man, I'm telling you, like I think a little tiny fish hit her, hit her foot. <laughs> that turtle's this big. I see people like in destinance up on the sandbars, you know. Way out like, I'm like, that's where it was at, wasn't it? What's gonna happen when you're coming back in and something's gonna like eat you and shit? Yeah, like, yeah, you was gonna die out, out there, bro. To my waist, and that's where I go destined because it's yeah. so crystal clear. You can I can see, see everything. I'm like, all right, there's. I was out trying here. to be a cool mom for our daughter. <laughs> She's like. Nicole, come all the way out here with me. I'm like, I got you, boo. <laughs> I, I swear this woman ran on fucking water like Scooby-Doo when that whatever touched her. She jumped out the water. <laughs> giant sea turtle. We, it's a bay. It was a giant sea turtle. I don't give a fuck. I'm going to say it's a shark. Let's go with a shark. <laughs> no, that's even more terrifying. It was Nessie. Let's just go with Nessie. <laughs> Rock Ness Monster. So can you tell us about your weed company? Oh, I mean, it's not really popping right now, but I, to my OG white cushion mm-hmm. head for a while. So, uh, a dude I was fucking with up in Michigan, he was a grower. He's like, dude, I can make your own strain, you know what I'm saying? Me and him had a falling out. That's why I'm not really doing it no more. But I'm actually going to get back into it. Um, My godfather actually just gave me four acres. Oh, nice. Out in Brighton on his farm to where once it goes legal, I'll have free range, Mm -hmm. four acres to grow on. Already got. He already gave me two fucking greenhouses. They just need to be a little... They need to be fixed up or whatever. But um, so OG White Kush was a cross between OG Kush, White Widow, and Granddaddy Perk, and it was fucking phenomenal. I mean, it was good. Like it was good, good. I give one like second place at the Cannabis Cup in Michigan. Oh damn! Like it was real good. <laughs> but then me and dude just had a falling out and like kind of fucked up everything. But I ain't worried about it. Like I, even when I, I got somebody working on a new strain right now as we speak, um, he owns the only legal. Uh, recreation shop in Bristol, Virginia, which is like as soon as you cross over Tennessee state line. Like it's literally five minutes over the state line in Tennessee. But I think we're co- it, it's coming soon to, to Tennessee. Yeah, I mean, Mississippi just went medical. 
Yeah. You know, and that was a fucking, that blew my mind. Like, Mississippi? <laughs> Mississippi. Okay, cool. I'm just thinking, like, you know, why is it still illegal in so many states? Because it, uh, it Pharmacy kills. people. I mean, you know. Pharmacy, big pharma. Yeah. Well, and, I, that, and they can keep the, uh, the, 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 the population of the black man locked up. For selling quarters and yeah. ounces and shit. Well, that's what my, one of my cop buddies said. He's like, you know, when we have when we have death row go away in certain states, those death row inmates go just become lifers, right? They're, right. Uh, uh, lifers. <clears throat> Why is it when weed becomes legal in a certain state that those guys or those people in jail for <laughs> bullshit charges on weed? They should be released immediately. He said, like, you know, there there's so many people, even in Shelby County. Right now. He's like, he's like, you know, if you go even bigger than Shelby County, he's like, man, if you take out all of these backwoods ass judges that gave these black people these long ass sentences for bullshit, like amounts of weed, weed. yeah, it's like, dude, like, there'd be, I think it'd be like, you, the population for like, say, if it's a million people, I'm just using that example, Mm -hmm. it'll go down like a hundred thousand. Oh, it'll probably go down fucking two or three. Yeah, I mean, he's just, he's just like, but. All these jails are making money. The judges are making money. Yep. You know, and well, it's a lot of private jails. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. They're like for private owned jails. Yeah. yeah, for sure. There's a couple good documentaries that talk about. There's a, a couple states that once they legalized, a lot of families went and fought for these family members for these men to be released. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't think of the name of them on top, but there's a couple of them out there. You can go find them where they show what they had to go through. Say, so, hey, well, if it's legal now, then like my brother needs to come home. Yeah. All right. I mean, can you imagine being in jail for an? Like say like a pound of weed or something. Been there, done that. It's just like man, and then now it's legal, and you know, and you got people growing it, and you know, it's like that's like, kind of what that documentary we were watching we were talking about because like they were they were interviewing inmates. Like, how do you feel about, uh, you know, people in California? You know, got weed store, weed yeah. super stores. We're talking about like, like a Walmart. Walmart. Yeah. yeah, there's one in Vegas, bro. That's like a fucking mall. Oh, I've heard about that. It's a uh, uh, matter of fact. Uh, 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 two chains show. Uh, uh, most expensivest. Oh yeah, he goes to it on there on the, on one of them episodes on, on Vice. And like Made Men or something like that. Something it looks like an Apple Store kind of. Kind of yeah, yeah yeah yeah. It looks it's fucking huge. You go in there, they got elevators in this motherfucker. <laughs> like uh, top floor, going up top floor. Like my buddy John, he does um, video for this company called. Hello Beyond or something like that. It's a it's a cannabis company and uh-huh. they have like seventeen locations. Mm-hmm. And he's just saying all the money they make, man. Like, but they're trying to expand. But like I told him, man, if that when it does become legal in all fifty states, Marlboro is switching from Marlboros to weed, baby. They're It'll buying Cushboro. Yeah, they, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Marlboro, Philip Morris, everything we know as cigarettes, they're gonna own all the weed. I mean, this is gonna be how it is. I think. Oh, it's already like we went to fucking. Uh, oh, it's called Planet Thirteen. That's the one. We went to ah. we went to L.A. last May. Yeah, and you would have thought that we had diseases when we like were smoking a cigarette. Really? Like they thought it was like the worst thing where we could smell weed all up and down the strip. <laughs> but you God find a cigarette like oh, I'm a <laughs> Look at that bitch! It must oh, be like a shit. mall for real. It's a weed superstore. God bless, Damn, man. <laughs> I want to go. Can we go? Yeah, want to go. Well, can we go tomorrow? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got a baby's we got a baby's birthday party to go to. We leave here. That's how that's how grown Grizz- I am. Grizzlies now. are playing. Today. Yeah, that's how grown I am. You all going to the game? I'm doing a pot now. Is I'm, it here? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's here. We should have called Anna. Shout out to the Mitchell family. I didn't 
know they're playing at home. Yeah, it's I here. forget who they're playing. My friend they're Patricia. They're playing the Magic, I think. My friend Patricia was like, "Hey, we're going for my son's school basketball thing. They get tickets at a discount rate. You want to come?" I'm like, "No, I'm good." Guess what I did? Not today. So I fucked up in the very beginning. Yes, I already know what she's about to say. So he's not really into sports. I love sports. Yeah. So I took him. Al Capone and Fraser Boy to a Tigers football game. Uh-huh. But we went with Coach B and uh, Coach. Uh, I can't think of his name. Shit. Anyways, so we went like out in the tunnel with the team and out on the field and like him, he's happy. One of the jumbo Al Capone's happy. <laughs> Fraser's happy. Like, oh, this is awesome. Next time we go to a game. We got Memphis Legends in the building. Fraser Boy, Little White, and Al Capone. How y'all doing today, fellas? We're like, hey, what's up there? So this was the first game. Yeah, Y'all first all went out. Which, yeah. Well, I mean, I've been to hundreds of Tiger games growing up with yeah. my parents and shit, you know. But, like, as I got older, I'm one of the motherfuckers. Like, I'm not going to sit out in the fucking cold and watch the <laughs> fucking football. Why ain't there no roof on this bitch? No, so the next game we went to, we someone invited us. I was like, come on, let's go. So we went and we're sitting in the stands. He's like. I'm like 42 rows up. I'm like, this is some bullshit. <laughs> yes. I was like, I told you, this is why no. I don't come to games. You said. I'm ready to go. I want a corn dog. I don't want to sit up it's here with the peasants. It's not called a corn dog. It's called a I want a corn pup. Whatever. <laughs> I, said, said, I don't want to sit up here and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, uh, did you wear a pull-up on the way here too today? Because like, you're acting like you guys can't bother. The bar was set too high for the well, first even, time. It's even like, so... <laughs> I mean, like, even like I said. You're a bartender, too. You like, you like that, too. That's why you get spoiled. I know. I'm now. spoiled, man. Look, 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 look. <laughs> I've spoiled myself on purpose, okay? <laughs> but, like, even, like, Grizzly games and shit. Like, you know, shout out to Ashton Riker. I love you, brother. I really do. I love you to death. But Ashton was like, hey, man, I got these. I, he, he wasn't feeling good. He was like, hey, man, uh, I know you and Nicole love the Grizzlies games and stuff. He's like, I ain't going to be able to make it to the Grizzlies game this week. You want my tickets? Because he's got season tickets or yeah. whatever. And I was like. Where they at? Nah, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. They were all right t- they were Are all right they on tickets. the terrace level? Or are they? Right. <laughs> Am I sitting on the floor next to Dr. Gardner? I'm either on the floor within the first 10 rows or I'm in that fucking box. Or yeah. I'm at home watching the game. What, yeah. I'm not fixing to be in between <laughs> 10 and greatness. No, fuck that. I'm either going to be seen on ESPN or I'm going to be seen on ESPN. Yeah. I'm not going to be in here. Trying to, hey, 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 look at me. Like, even like that, like, I just, I guess, like she said, I get spoiled. When I first, first couple times I went to some of the box office games, I was just like, yeah, I'm never sitting down there again. Y'all got people bringing bottles of Crown in here? Yeah, I'm never sitting down there again. I don't have to stand in line? Yeah, I'm never sitting down there again. He, like, slick almost got mad that I didn't show him this stuff sooner. We got, well, before we got well, because yeah, I knew everybody, no, no, I knew no. everybody I've been on in some that. box offices. I just, but I've never been a. He didn't realize he had full access. Like mm. me being from Bill Street and him being a little white, we know everybody. Like yeah, yeah together. There's we, no reason for us to buy a box. One of y'all motherfuckers has a box. Yeah, it's just like it's like, <laughs> DJ, it's like Paul told me what a couple of weeks ago. I was talking or last during the summer. I was like, uh, I was like, yeah, I'm thinking about buying a boat. He was like, how many of your homies got boats? I was like, man, like ten. He said, don't buy a fucking boat. <laughs> If you got 10 friends with a boat, don't buy a fucking boat. I was like, okay. He's like, do you got a seat every time the boat goes out? I was like, I'm a little white. Of course I got a seat. He was like, then don't buy a boat. We just show with gas money and beer now. Yeah, I just We're like, Here's $200 and here's a cooler full of fucking alcohol. Where are we going? I'm not water skiing or tubing. <laughs> but that's like the thing. Shit. Like, people that have boats and like, I'm just gonna come on your boat, Mark. right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm coming. How much is gas? Here's here's two hundred yeah, bucks. Or, you know, bucks because, yeah, two hundred bucks should have you straight the whole weekend. Yeah, at least you. Like, well, last a, summer's gas prices did. 
Last summer's <laughs> gas prices ain't this year's gas prices. Well, then you give people a story, too, because they're like, Lil White was on my boat. Well, it's funny you say it like that, because, like, so last summer, a bunch of my homies from Sadcar, Mike, King, Rick, all of them, they all have boats. And, you know, we really all got super close within the last couple of years when they took over Sidecar because that was my spot before they took it over. Mm. This is how you became friends with Mike King. Okay. Well, no, I met Mike through her, and I met Mike a couple of times back in the day. Uh, okay, too. okay. But I just, like, met him. You know, I was like, hey, little white Mike, nice to meet you, boom, 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 gone. Never really got to know him, you know? Yeah. So, you know, he invited us out on the lake or whatever. And, well, first JD invited us out, my, my mechanic homie. He invited us out. He got a boat. He invited us out. He was like, yo, we're all going to go to Alpha y'all, y'all are welcome to come on. And keep in mind now, we're talking about a bunch of biker motherfuckers and shit. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I was like, you know what? I'll go. But I'm bringing two pistols. <laughs> <laughs> I'm bringing two pistols. I tr- I know these motherfuckers, but I, I don't know I know these motherfuckers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But after that first weekend at Heber, on them boats, tied off, getting fucking shit faced, it was like having sidecar. On the water, <laughs> I swear to God, that's what it was like. It was like all your it random was. regulars, but they were floating on inner tubes and shit. <laughs> totally I was weird. like, "This is fucking awesome." <laughs> I was like, "We're floating at the bar. This is great." <laughs> but like, you know, like you, you, I think it's something about just going out on a boat. You see people for their real selves, you know, not not at work, not at a bar working, or not, you know, constantly socializing and shit. Motherfuckers are just out there relaxing. Now we had to run and go home with the dog out or go pick up the kids from somewhere. Technically, it was just like. Fuck them kids. <laughs> well, you know, shout joking. out. Yeah. <laughs> shout out to. Uh, My daughter's going to see this one too. I love you, Mackenzie. <laughs> uh, shout out to King, for real. Yeah, King said Dude yourself, has King. been a completely different person from two years ago or oh, yes. three years ago. Because you remember he was just getting fucked up all the time. He's doing like a bunch of shit. He's like 600 days sober. You know, yeah, and now I you know. It. I like to sit this one out because I was his bartender at one time, so I was <laughs> I was the bad influence. Oh, at no. one point he was the enabler. <laughs> him coming, him, him coming to your bar, okay. Him him coming to a one five two was okay. That's on that's on him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. As long as you don't point fingers at me now. Okay. Oh, look, okay. You were my bartender. Right. I, I didn't have that problem. I know. Look, you lost like 250 pounds. See? <laughs> you were my bartender. I, was like, I ended up getting married. Like, yeah. How the fuck did that happen? I don't think uh, you were the problem. Yeah. <laughs> but no, man, I'm really proud of that guy because, dude, it's yeah, a completely too. different person now. Like, you know, he's a hundred and, I mean, he's a year and what, two months sober or something? I think like he's that? almost two years. Is now. it almost two years now? Uh, no. His one year. It was five hundred no. days on his dad's birthday, mm. so that was like two months ago, three months ago. So he's almost two years. Oh yeah, that's how that's how days work, ain't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're the nurse. Low white <laughs> building, y'all. That's like seven hundred and thirty days. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. But no, shout out my king. I can, Proud yeah. of you. Dude, he's and, one of my most favorite people ever. Huh? And setting. This oh, up. and setting this up for us because Tony was like, "Who are we gonna get on the podcast?" I was like, "I don't, I don't know." And he was like, "See." Let's get Bill White on the podcast. I was like, okay. Because we my- went and saw you at uh, uh, Watershed, Carolina yeah, Watershed. Right. That yeah. show. I love how you didn't think you could just call me uh, and be like, I got you. You know, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, know, you know Vanessa, my manager. <laughs> yeah, the contact is now you. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, Mike, you're out. Um, you booted off the island, Mike. Uh, what do you call it? But, like, dude, that show was so much fun, dude. Oh, I had a good time do- doing it, too. Uh, it's funny you're saying, talking about the show, Sano, my guitarist and producer. Shout out to Sano. 
He just texted me. He said, this is totally off topic, but it's, I got to share this because he's going to listen to this. So. <laughs> he lives downtown <laughs> over by Arcade. He says, bro, they opened up a grocery store literally a half a block from my apartment. <laughs> all local stuff. And they got a deli where they make sandwiches and sends me all these pictures of all this shit. Meat counter looking better than damn Charlie's Meat Market. <laughs> I saw Farron and Chris Brock were there. And I'm not going to lie. It really looks good. Like, it's, it's some good looking oh, meat. Oh, shit. Damn. Yeah. So, yeah. I gotta go check that out. What yeah, every time somebody asks me, he about, knows I'm doing a fucking podcast. He's like, the, <laughs> he said the fucking bacon ranch pasta salad though. <laughs> Mind blown. Shout out to Sam. Yeah, every time somebody asks me like, where can they get like good meat from? Instantly, I always say Charlie's. Charlie's got some good because you know yeah. it's summer, and you know I'm not gonna send somebody down there. That's way the fuck downtown. You right, know? right, like, yeah, it's, for it's sure. Easy to go summer. Summer Avenue is like Charlie's is like the middle of the city. So. You know, they're apparently they bought a dump a bunch. Like like a hundred and fifty million dollars <coughs> on Summer Avenue. On the street, yeah, my bad, yeah. Like, um, oh, all the potholes. <laughs> oh, hopefully they fix that too. I, I mean, like, they just took half a million and put it The drag racing jumps. Yeah. There. <laughs> well, remember in front of we used to always go to. Um, it's O'Reilly's now, but he was uh, just being lucky back in the day. Before that, it was Super Sports. That's right. I'm old, and I, and like. We, everyone was to drag race right there and stuff. And mm-hmm. I remember one time we were watching two guys go at it, and one day we hit a pothole, and man, that car goes. Yeah. But he got out. He walked out, and you know, I, I think he walked away because he was fucking drunk, right? Yeah, and right. Was, yeah. And if you were sober, your body's like, your body would have yeah. But like, no, but apparently they're dropping a bunch of money because they want to make it like the international district or something like that. That makes sense because you got you got uh, Asian cool. uh, you got you got mm-hmm. plenty of Asian markets. You got a lot of Spanish or Mexican markets. You have uh, and a couple uh, Arab, Arab Arab markets, markets Indian markets. Yeah. That, that actually makes a lot of sense. They, so they want to like make it look cool, I yeah. guess. You know, like so. And what's uh, what I think is going to happen? They want to make it look, go off. They want to make it look not so nutbushy. <laughs> yeah, so exactly. <laughs> Shout out to all my nutbush people. I'm just talking <laughs> rent, rent's going up. We ain't got people no more. That was thirty years ago. Those homes are be going to go up. You know, unless they right. own the home or pay a mortgage. They built a shopping center right there off Waring by off the, across from that uh, Exxon next to Bryant's. I told you it's Waring. And uh, Waring. She always says Waring. I'm like, it's Waring. <laughs> what? It's Waring. It's Waring. How do you say it, Tony? I honestly don't know. It's W A R I N G. It's Waring. I say Frigidator. I say Looked It. I say. Looked It. Yeah. You have no room to talk. How do you spell? How do you say film? Film. You know what? Podcast over. Get the fuck out. You get the fuck out too. No, no but uh, no, I'm Fill a, no. Oh Fill shit! Em. Do you say buggy? <laughs> like no, no your shopping cart. Okay, okay. It's a cart. Uh, but no, like what were we talking about? Summer Avenue. <laughs> Not yeah. Well, oh yeah. So, they built, so yeah. So that they built a little strip, like a little strip mall thing right there in front of those apartments. All when I saw that, I was like, all right. All these people about got to find new homes because mm-hmm. here, here, here comes what they're fixing to start doing. Comes, they put a Chick Fil A on summer. Come on, man. I mean, dude. Well, no, a lot of the stuff they're doing right there too. And I know this from when I was working over off the Highlands and Mama Lisa was trying to find her daughter um, an apartment. All those apartments, that whole area, like being torn down. They're jacking the rent up That's and making them university about. parking. Uh, oh. it's student apartments, not parking apartments. Oh, gotcha. Dude, Highland Row on Highland Street. They're super fucking expensive. Like a one bedroom, not a studio, but a one bedroom 
is I think it was like twenty three hundred or something, something like that. And, and that then price you, goes all the way, all the way up Highland up to summer. That mm-hmm. price still goes all them houses all the way up there. Like UVM is taking over that whole area. Fuck. I drove down by the campus the other day, and that's why it's a Chick Fil A on uh, what do you call it? <clears throat> well, yeah, definitely. That makes uh, a lot of sense, actually. Because I was thinking Summer Avenue, Chick Fil A across the street from Arby's or Hardee's or whatever it is, yeah. and I'm like. Okay, and I drove past there the other day when I got my car back. 2,200 cars just stopped on Summer Avenue. I was like, this is a fucking nightmare already with a traffic light when you're trying to they turn and you try to turn off on Perkins. I was like, oh, my God, light. dude, like, this is going to be a disaster. And there was, hundred, like, legitly 50 cars, like, on the one on Poplar, the one in Cordova. Like, it's just wrapped around fucking. Because I worked right at Highland and Norriswood, which is one of the roads they cut down to go to the dorm rooms and stuff. Mm-hmm. Those dorms, have, like, they're booked and packed all the little neighborhood streets all around U of M. That if they keep going that way, they run out of neighborhoods because you run into 40 down there. Yeah. At Get Well and Robin Hood and all that down mm-hmm. there. But if you come this way towards summer, they have all these new neighborhoods that can revamp and make it U of M areas. So I swear, do y'all, y'all want South Park? Do you want to watch South Park? I used not to watch regular. it. I'm not. I'm still a fucking child. Um, <laughs> they just well, their, well, their last episode, the last episode, like last week, is called City People, and it's where like all these. <laughs> it kind of reminds me of what we're, well, yeah. it reminds me of what we're talking about because you know in in South Park it's basically the country. It's out there. It's not in the city of like Denver, or right? Like that so it's it's supposed to be the burbs. And then, like, Cartman's mom becomes a real estate agent because they're trying to bring in all this this new wealth into the city. Mm. And it's like all these city people are moving in. It's like what we're talking about, about summer, jumping their prices up. Yeah. Cartman's, Cartman becomes a, a real estate agent, but he's going around selling all of his friends' houses. <laughs> he's, like, he's, like, he's like, y'all should come check out Butter's Crib. But <coughs> Butter's Crib. <coughs> Butter's home is a, th- a, th- a two-story Three bedroom, two bath, colonial home, with uh, you know, with plenty of room for uh, if you want to build a farm, a, a stable out back, or you want to put a pool out back. And like Butter's dad's like, Cartman, what are you doing? This is my home. He's like, Shut up! I'm selling your home. He's like, You're not gonna sell my home. It's not for sale. He said, Two point seven million. We'll take it. He's like, Two point seven million. Yeah, you can sell my home. <laughs> But it's like what you, exactly what you were saying. When you were saying it, I was just sitting there visualizing South Park. Cause. But, like, where where are these people going to, like, live that keep on having to move? I don't think they're concerned about that. Well, no, I know they're, I know the developers aren't, but, like, you know, over on Broad, where Broad did it in well, summer. I mean, uh, what is it? Yeah, where Broad did it into the park, you know? Yeah, the park right there. They got those big-ass apartment condos, whatever they're building. Then on, then on physically on Broad, across from um, Broadway Pizza and all that stuff, they're mm-hmm. building – Legitly, it goes from the liquor store, all the restaurant, way down, all much. the way down to like pretty much the, East the traffic light. Yeah. yeah. Well, you got, we have the Amazon warehouse. We have University of Memphis. We got like five or six other satellite campuses from other schools that I can just see in the top of my head. There's a lot of things that people come into that area of town for. So I'm pretty sure it's the community colleges, the technical schools, the Amazon warehouse. Uh, University of Memphis. There's, we got some. We got FedEx here, obviously. Yeah, yeah but he's talking about where's all the but, people going to go that live there now. But no one. Out. <clears throat> but everything's being delivered and everything's virtual learning, so we pay for. It. <laughs> um, you can I be saw sitting here a million dollar. Uh, 
a college apartment working yeah. for FedEx and having stuff shipped while you do your online classes. I saw that. <laughs> you will never see daylight ever again. <laughs> I saw that Amazon is now, or locally, they're fixing to pay for all your schooling. If you go to, if you want to go, if you want to work for Amazon, tuition's free. University of Memphis, um, Southwest, Lamore Owen. Damn. There's a couple others, like, you know, small <laughs> ones. Sure, Northwest. Uh, yeah, sure, yeah. And then, like, I'm thinking, if they're going to pay for you to do that, I'm sure you can convince them to pay for you, like, a nursing school or, like, a secondary mm, school, I too, bet. you know, like, trade school. It's because nobody wants to work because the government gave everybody stimulus checks, and they're like, oh, they I'm just going to stop up. working. Like, <laughs> but, dude, that that's money not was, how like, it works. That money was last year. No shit. <laughs> and people still think they're going to get more. Oh, we got a Ukraine fucking uh, check coming now. I'm just like... What, the, what are they going to pay us when the aliens really start showing their face? That's what I want to know. I, want, you know, I need honestly, pain and suffering. Yeah, I'm just like, I'm like, man, like seeing the people that are actually coming out to work, I'm like, man, you might as well stay at home, dog, because you ain't doing shit. Right. Like, I guess you just you know, say that you try to get a job or something. I don't know. Like, Well, I, I, yesterday I cracked a joke on our 13-year-old, because yesterday was his birthday. Happy birthday, Parker. I, I was talking to Sano, and I was like, uh, I don't remember what I said. I said, son, I'm out. I was like, oh, he's 13. I said, you need to go get a job. Like, you're 13 now. And then we were talking about how lazy his little butt is. And I was like, never mind. You need to get two or three jobs because you're going to get fired from at least two of them. And Sano looked at me and goes, hey, man, don't don't say that because uh, ain't nobody firing nobody right now. They, they, they're keeping the heart, the worst people. <laughs> That's like the Tito worst said. employees. Like you can be the most worst oh, the employee. One. They're like, hey, we need you to stick around, Chris, because uh, you're a piece of shit. But we love you and we need you. Our buddy that was on the podcast that lives in Fort Lauderdale, um, he – is a district manager for a cell phone company, mm. and they know Tito. Oh yeah, we yeah, have right Tito. Right yeah, yeah. Yeah. The house so, and like, so he was telling us about this one guy that works. Oh, I have him on the podcast yeah. when he was in town. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he was telling us about one guy that works for him, one of the branches. I was like, would that guy work for you if there wasn't a shortage? He's like, nope, hell no. no. <laughs> right? I mean, he didn't hesitate to answer nope. the question. He's like, no, <laughs> no, Raul. I was like, oh yeah. Yeah, it was good to see Tito the other night, man. Mr. Miami, man. Mr. Miami. We Dude. went to Miami, and that guy took care of us so good. Man. Oh, he cussed like, me out when we got there. He was like, you didn't tell me we were coming. I was like, we didn't know we were coming until two days ago. He's like, who does that? And I was like, me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, like we, I literally, we were at, at the bar. Me and Rick were talking about going somewhere. Mm -hmm. Man, we need to get out of here. And the, the chick he's talking to, whatever, her, old girl, they, they start talking, and they are. Uh, they're texting. She wasn't even there. They're just texting back and forth. I yeah, step out Rick to was, smoke a Rick cigarette. Rick was bartending. He was sitting there drinking. I'm sitting on the phone with Katie. I step out to smoke a cigarette. Rick stepped out back to like check the meat on the grill or some <laughs> shit. And we both come in and they're like, "All right, we leave Thursday at twelve. Flights are booked. Hotels booked." <laughs> I'm like, "For where?" They're like, "We're going to Miami." I was like. You can't just do that. Like, <laughs> we have four fucking kids yeah. and a Doberman. Like, you can't just book a fucking four-day Miami trip. She was like, what's booked? I mean, of course, I had the kids taking care of the animal. Yeah, yeah but I mean, we're Asshole. talking like six minutes here. I was gone. <laughs> I'm a multitasker. Ten minutes tops to smoke a fucking Newport. Come no, back in and no, we're going to kids, Miami. No, actually, the kids and dog were taken care of because he had a... A festival that fell through. That's what it was. We were already that... off, and I was pissed as shit because it was my birthday weekend. But remember, uh, we got paid anyway. Yeah, we got paid anyway. Oh, that's a win-win. Are things still getting canceled? Is it good that can no, canceled actually, because COVID? That was, or... that was last August. Yeah, it was, oh, it was okay. one of the last things to get canceled. But I'm glad it did because I got paid full fucking strength for a festival show that got canceled. They paid us, 
So we just took that fucking nice little chunk of and change went and went to Miami and blew it. Or just had a paid vacation. <laughs> nice. That's called a paycation. It's called happy birthday to me. That is called. <laughs> so what's next for you? Uh, I'm fixing to drop a, a, a joint album with my buddy Justin Time from Indianapolis. Uh, he's on Redneck Rave in two weeks. Yeah, we got the Redneck Rave, which is a uh, it's like a three day music festival, but it's also like out in the middle of nowhere in a fucking like mud track they do like mudding and like these big monster, monster trucks truck out there like the, one of the deep pits are like like 30 feet deep, deep. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah i know what you're talking about and then there's like uh the one we did last year at the redneck rave which that was the first one i'd ever did well i've done a couple of other mud shows you know where they'll have like it's you know like you said fucking four-wheeler racing fucking side-by-side racing yeah monster trucks to see who can go the deepest and the farthest in the pit and all that shit but then there's also like about 2,000 miles worth of trails to ride down. Mm. And it's just fun. Like I, and, the, and the first time I went, you know, I was riding with somebody else, and it wasn't just as fun. But Justin, when we got there at his festival, he was like, uh, what y'all drive up here? I was like, a Cadillac? <laughs> he was like, well, you're not driving that through the trails. I was like, fuck, no, I'm not driving her Cadillac through the f- No. He just throws me the keys to his side-by-side. He's like, that's yours all weekend. Man, nice. we had a fucking ball. And I told myself I was going to fucking buy one before this year, which we got another one. We got one in March on uh, St. Patrick's Day. St. Patrick's weekend and Father's Day weekend. And Father's Day weekend. So by the one time we go to the one on Father's Day weekend, I'm going to have one. That one's in you Kentucky. You know, the so. side-by-sides are like on six-month back order. Not if you know some rednecks. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to make you a side-by-side. But um, I got my people. I will say the, the plus side about us is anytime we like shop for something, we don't have to shop just right here in Memphis. Yeah, yeah. you guys can shop. We know yeah. people yeah. all over the place. Yeah, I'm like, I'm going to book, book a show in Mich- Michigan so we can pick up this. this right. Um, I, yeah, I'll do that. I'll book a fucking, I'll book a dispensary walkthrough <laughs> and go pick up a fucking four-wheeler. And, and it pay for itself. <laughs> Fuck it. Who cares? We don't have flights before, too. We got flights cheaper out of Florida when we had our Vegas Valentine's Day weekend. Uh-huh. So I booked a show in Florida like two days after Valentine's Day. We drove down So there. we drove down to Florida, then flew from Florida to Vegas. For a week. Like three 300 bucks round trip for both of us. Total Holy out. shit. Yeah. Because yeah. we flew out of Orlando. Was it Tampa or Orlando? We th- flew out of Orlando. But I'm super cheap. I'm like, what happens if we go out of Nashville? What happens if <laughs> See, we go out of Little Rock? That's the like, thing. Like We can't drive to Dallas and yeah. get across America. It was cool because yeah. we, we, let, we went to Florida, had like a little three-day vacation in Florida, rocked one show, flew to Vegas for a week, straight vacation, and then flew back to Florida and kicked it for another three days. So I was like, <laughs> right. I was like we can do this shit <laughs> all year round. round. <laughs> I but got, like. I just don't understand why. I mean, I know it's because of FedEx and the airport, international airport here, but like uh, Nashville's cheaper to fly out of. Little Rock is cheaper to fly out of. It depends when and where, where? you're flying to. But like, it's like, well, you I think really it's like wanna... you said, the international, have a, it being international, I think there's just more planes in the air. Mm, because well, of FedEx. Because of FedEx. If you look at, so depending on, so most. This is just what I figured out on my own. Like, there's no Google this is, site. I was just say, there's no knowledge. Yeah, actual no, behind this, this is just right? for this me just, booking all Mrs. of our White's flights. <laughs> yeah. This is just Mrs. White's opinion here. Don't think this all is- the flights that we booked. If we have to go somewhere that goes through like Chicago, uh-huh. it's either cheaper to fly out of Memphis or it's cheaper to drive to Chicago oh. and fly just to LA. The Chicago flight to LA. Um, the Alaskan Airlines and sometimes is the it's cheapest like way to fly by, to Seattle. 
but sometimes it's like by six, seven hundred dollars. So you're like yeah. each, oh, right? I can spend, yeah. yeah, like you can spend seventy bucks on gas back and forth to Chicago and yeah. still fly out for two hundred bucks now, a piece. Fly to if you want to fly somewhere towards L.A. and you drive to Dallas, which is the easiest drive in the world. It's still it's fucking forty eight hours. west, right? Yeah, yeah, but it's still fucking eight hours. But it's mm. still like it's she super says that because it's just. It's an easy <laughs> drive if I'm going to save $900 on flights. Well, how yeah. far is Chicago? Six hours? Six hours. Oh, okay. Yeah. But when you're flying that way versus that way, like... Y'all can't see her hand. <laughs> <laughs> what is going on? If you're up? flying north and northwest or if you're flying straight west or south. I know somebody sitting there like, which way is that? Way? <laughs> <laughs> which way is she pointing? On that way. That way. So okay. when you do shows... Do you just pick random songs of your? I mean, you have so much fucking music. Well, I mean, I usually, me and my DJ, we usually like once a year, we'll like put together a new set list, and I'll rock it until it gets boring. Yeah. Like, and see, I'm just different. Like, I, I know, I, I know what my fans want to hear. Mm-hmm. I know that there's some of them that want to hear some song that I recorded fucking 14 years ago, never performed it a day in my life, and they're like. Play number nine off your second album. Like, you got to sit there and think, like, what the fuck is number nine? No. How about no? This ain't a fucking request line. But uh, usually, like, me and my DJ, we pretty much know what the crowd wants. And especially, and it's really hard, like, when you drop a new album. Whenever you drop it, like, even when I dropped my last project, which it's been, like, fucking since 2018. That's why she's been on my ass so much. <laughs> She's like, yeah, I, I'd be doing this, this, and this if somebody would drop an album. I'm like, <laughs> look, man, it's been, for one, the last two years have been so fucked up that we ain't had nothing to rap about. Yeah. What am I rap about? Looking at the wall? <laughs> True. <laughs> Ancient aliens? Really? But um, whenever we do, like, the band, like, mm-hmm. when we, like we did at Watershed, you know, like, that's, man, that when was a Sano, good that's when Sano will get together, me and, him, me and Sano will get together with my DJ, you know, and we'll, we'll kind of go through the songs that sound better with the band mm-hmm. and maybe pull a song from the original set list, add this one and move these around. Because when you got a band with you, you want to keep that energy just always there. Yeah. You know, you don't want it to, you don't want to build the energy up and then play a fucking slow, boring song. And then they have to bring everybody back up again. Mm-hmm. That's how you give motherfuckers heart attacks and shit. <laughs> but, um, yeah, like I told him when we went to your show, it's like you suck the energy out of the fucking room, man. Yeah, I, I, mean, I mean, felt bad for I'm, Lord T's and Louise after you we, got done. And literally, <laughs> everybody, I mean, we were there for like five to You know, we were there for a little bit, but like, uh, let's go. You know, like, <laughs> it's not going to get any better than we just want to watch. You know, like, it's, <laughs> I mean, I I, we're all like, yeah, yeah, you know, all fucking hyping well, shit. It's and, funny you said that because, like, well, when I came off stage, Lord T and Louise was backstage. They were like, really, bro? <laughs> <laughs> really, bro? We're the headliners. I was like, not tonight, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> I might be open. I might and be before you, but I'm I'm the fucking act, bro. Like they can't see me. And that was like there was no live music for the longest time. I know. And then dude. you came out and did that, and it's just like what the. And fuck, I think we man? barely, barely made that happen. Yeah, because shout out to Kaz, Kaz and Sano and Mike Sweep and all them. Like we all had our hands in it to make it happen, and um, because the city was still kind of like, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. The city was like, ah, uh, whatever. And I even told Kaz I, is a tart ass. Just show up, we'll figure it out when they get here. <laughs> I told Kaz, <laughs> I was exactly like, like him. I was like, uh. I was like, look, man, I'm not wearing a motherfucking mask. <laughs> I'm not social distancing. Yeah. If I'm going to get fucking sick, I'm going to get sick. Yeah. Bro. My immune system stalled. <laughs> yeah. I walked on Bill Street barefooted. I went to, <laughs> I went to Platinum Plus. God damn it. I grew up in Fraser. 
I'm good. Yeah. I've been to the I Alfred's still got bathroom. that shit. Yeah. I've been there for two days. <laughs> I uh, walked through the bathrooms at Alfred's back in the day. <laughs> right? You yeah. can walk through that and not... No, go to, the, go to the bathroom at Dyer's. <laughs> Fuck you talking about that shit's creepy. You can walk in that bitch and catch syphilis just breathing. Man. Good old Bill Street. Good old Bill Street. What do you think it was going to take for Bill Street to be like, come back? Uh, come back we where need, the kids would want to go to? All right, so it's going to take... Saturday, April 30th. No, no, no. It's going to take probably about 16 years. Yeah, 16 years. Because that's how long it's going to take for all these little fucking idiots that are shooting everybody on Bill Street to mm. grow the fuck up for a new generation of people. Yeah. And then by then, we'll all be old, and we'll be the old guys who run Bill Street. <laughs> yeah. We're we'll already be the old, old Bill and we're running Bill Street this year. <laughs> oh, trust me. It's in my fucking plans to own a chunk of that bitch before I die. I'm going to be like Jerry Lawler used to sit out there. I mean, uh, like Silky used to sit out there. I'm going to yep. be that motherfucker. People walk by, you know, he used to be a rapper. He was one of the first white rappers ever. This guy, this old, yeah, this, guy be like, this old guy sitting on the corner just drinking a... Yep, that's him. Yeah. But no, like, I, I mean, I think we could do it, but I think it would have to go to, like, back to where it was, like, charging to get on Bill and wanting everybody. Because mm. the city's just too fucking dangerous, man. Like, I mean, we just got... Fucking Dolph just got murdered, and then Snooty Wild just got murdered in Houston. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. which that didn't happen here, but that was still a Memphis <clears throat> rapper. I disagree on charging it on bill. I know you do. Do you want to know why, though? Why? Because they didn't advertise that right. They didn't explain. That's why Bill Street went so hectic and chaotic, because they just told everybody they were charging to get on bill. They didn't explain to you that your charge was a ticket. To get into all these to bars go, No, to go get a drink mm. at another bar. It was just... They're trying to weed out the people that were just showing up on Bill Street and just soliciting and standing outside the street. And all they're trying to do is say, hey, go ahead, front us some money, showing that you got money spent on Bill Street. Mm -hmm. Go in there, take this ticket, go buy you a drink. There's no cover. You just got to pay right here. And at least we know we're already selling something. And the news didn't fucking explain that way. They just made it sound like Bill Street didn't want anybody on there. And it ruined a lot of bars. And motherfuckers were like, fuck that. I got $10 to go shoot Reggie. Fuck you mean. I I know (laughs) Reggie's going to be on Bill tonight. $10, pow. Had they explained it better on why they were doing that versus just making it sound like Bill Street was with the shit and we didn't want anybody back well, down there. It also they also did that right after there was that big shooting on Bill Street. So it made everybody think that way. And they had already had that plan. But to you do also it. stole a rental car. So you see how the Shut news the does. Fuck up. I'm just saying we're gonna listen to what the news says. The news He's gonna bring up some old shit. <laughs> You're bringing up my old shit. That wasn't even your problem. It was my it was I was bartending. That was totally my problem. You didn't go to jail for it. No, but I lost some tip money. Ooh, you lost some tip money. I didn't pay attorneys. I lost some attorney fees. What's the rental car story? (laughs) Yeah, we got to get this now, please. (laughs) Thank you. God damn it, Boo. You're an asshole. (laughs) So I I had this rental car. It was like a fucking Altima. Uh And I went on tour, and I had my my homeboy worked at Hertz on Covenant Pike. Matter of fact, if he ever hears this fucking story, bro, kiss my ass. <laughs> so he was working there. He was a manager. Mm-hmm. And I, I went I went and saw, I went to rent a car. I realized he was a manager. I was like, oh, what's up, bro? I ain't seen you in a minute. How you, I didn't know he was over here, blah, blah, blah. He was like, yeah, man, over here. I'll, I'll cut you a good deal, man. I'll give you my, my employee discount or whatever, you know, 20% off, whatever it was. Something stupid. And uh, I was like, cool. He was like, uh, how long do you need a car? I was like, well, I ain't going to lie to you. I'm going to get it for a week. But if these shows pick up and this this tour actually goes through, I might just keep paying you weekly. 
He's like, it's cool. He's like, you can even come in and pay at the end if you want to. He's like, you can do it. I know you. You're good for it. Your money's good. Yeah. He's like, I know your money's good. You're good. So about four weeks of having this rental car on the road, being on tour, just just riding out. Me, my DJ, and my security homie. Uh, that motherfucker was good on gas. I'll tell you. I know. <laughs> you could put fucking forty dollars in that bitch and drive to this fucking. This was right when we Oklahoma. got together. Too. It's like uh, the very okay. beginning. Yeah, it was as soon as we got together, like first six months we were together. Um, this motherfucker gets fired, mm. and don't have me wrote down in the books that I'm. This is what I'm doing because it was me and him doing it. Yeah. on our own, on yeah. some side shit. So when the new manager comes in, there's just a fucking Altima that somebody stole. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They pull the records up, and it's me. I'm in fucking Ohio, right? Yeah. And this car was supposedly, allegedly, allegedly supposed to be back three weeks ago. So it looked like I'd stolen the car when really me and him had an agreement that I would come in. And pay well, no, that and they'd already charged your account for yeah, it. Yeah, they'd already charged my card. Mm-hmm. Like the, the bill part of it was caught all the way up. Yeah, that's why I just I never understood that. So the new manager comes in and he's like, Oh, where's this white Ultima? Blah blah blah. Okay, fuck it. Uh stolen. Stamp that bitch stolen. Damn. And it being me, the shit hits like TMZ <laughs> fucking It's on Fox Shana, 24, Fox 24 nationwide. nationwide. Really? Memphis rapper Lil White steals rental car. <laughs> steals uh, theft of uh, property worth $60,000. I got more mad that they thought that fucking <laughs> Ultima was worth sixty grand. That's 17000 tops, baby. With, and with a sunroof and a fucking leather. If you're going to steal something, you're going to steal the Ultima. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's go to the Rolls Royce lot or the Mercedes lot. Come on. Oh, then, to top, then to top it off. There was a fake Lil White Facebook page. Or no, it was a fake Patrick Landshaw page. I don't know, it's, it was a Lil White Facebook page. I've done page, rolled yeah. out so many fucking fake pages that they had shared the article that Shelby County Post Police Department posted. It was like and taunting them. They were like so, taunting them. Yeah. Oh, so they thought it was you. They yeah. thought it was me. Like, yeah, fuck y'all. Y'all ain't getting your car back. <laughs> so the Shelby wow. County was like, well, we're glad you're aware of it. Hope you handle it. And I, was, I saw it and I was like, shit. So I called the the prosecutor of the city of Memphis. And I she like, called all kind of our cop homies. Like, hey, I man, the, he did not steal this I bitch. called the defense attorney of the city, the prosecutor of the city. I was, I was like, look, he's not here. The car's been turned in. Yeah. Well, no, but at first it wasn't because I was on my way. When, no, I, I'm the one that turned I know, the motherfucker but I'm saying in. My phone, it was turned in. I'm talking about my phone blew the <laughs> fuck up. It was turned in. My phone blew the fuck up, and I bawled home. That's when we turned it no, in. No, no, that's not when we turned it in. Oh, that's right. I was golf. I was, you had I your Cadillac. I was in my Cadillac. You, <coughs> but no, I had I brought, a warrant. I brought you your Cadillac out of town, and, we and I drove cars. the Maxima back. drove back. That's what it was, yeah. 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 I'm like, so. But what was even more fucked up is it was in their parking lot because she dropped it off after hours and they didn't have a drop box. So she just left the keys in the fucking uh, console. Mm -hmm. They couldn't find the keys, so they towed the car (laughs) and charged me another $350 to tow the car. $336. That's what it was. Six and threes. To tow the car from the front of the fucking building to the back of the building. Wow. $336. Yeah, Fuck what a hurts. fucking. Record. But what was funny is like a year before that, me and Jelly Roll did the song "Ride It Like a Rental" and drive it like you stole it. <laughs> and Jelly Roll hits me up. He's like, "Baba, what are you doing? You're rapping backwards." <laughs> <laughs> he's like, "You're <laughs> You've heard him talk. Yeah. Listen here, Baba. If you write a song about stealing a rental car, you're supposed to already have knowledge of doing that. You're not supposed to steal a rental. You're not supposed to write a song. Then steal the rental car. Oh. You snitched on yourself from the jump, Bubba. 
Shout out to Jelly Roll. Jelly Roll's on fire right, man. I'm so proud of my brother right now, man. Jelly has got like the number two fucking rock song in the country, and he's a fucking gangster rapper. (laughs) Hey, not to like go backwards for a second, but just to top off the Hurt story, Big Kenny texts me like a month ago and was like, Furious customers are suing Hurts for $529.7 million. Yeah, is it a class action lawsuit? Because yeah. I need to get in on yeah. that. Yes, it is. They fucked my name up. They, <laughs> the same shit they did to you, they've done to thousands of other people. What is it called? Uh, 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 something of, of character? What's it called? Uh, oh, defamation of character? Def- yeah, yeah, yeah. Defamation of character. That shit fucked me up, though. Because, like, like, dude, I went into... What, what was the other place we went into? Oh, it was when we went to... Uh, Hawaii? No, what's the main place we rent from when we do rent? Oh, Enterprise? Enterprise, yeah, yeah. Oh. So after, not shortly after all this shit, you know, I was all over the news, like yeah. for real, for real. Like, <laughs> like I was on Channel Three, Five, Thirteen, Fox, and it was like, no, that's what I said. when I said Hawaii, we were leaving. We got out of jail and we went to right. the airport. Oh, they sent headed. you to jail? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I had to turn myself in. I had a warrant. Oh, damn. And I turned myself in, and then we had Hawaii, so I was trying to get out of jail so I could go catch this flight. And as soon as I get, I literally get out of jail, jump in the car. She's got my bags packed. We go straight to the airport. That was some boss shit. Uh, but uh, when we get there, people are like, bro, are you fleeing the country? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm going to Hawaii, dumbass. Yeah, I'm fleeing the country. I'm going to Hawaii. <laughs> people are stupid as fuck. I'm man. going where I can't escape if I bro, have. Bro, you're going to an island? You're fleeing the country? Yeah, it's Hawaii. It's part of the United States. Oh, man. Don't need a passport to go there. Oh, shit. But, uh. <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah, that and our flight up. was like five a.m. So like, the, like you had like. Literally, I've literally been out of fucking jail. I got out of jail. Like, you know, how you get released from two o one. Like I got out like the process starts, and you're like, come on, three a.m. Come on, three thirty. I got out like two forty fucking eight, and was at the airport by like three fifteen, and we had a flight at five. I'm sitting like I still smell like two o one. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm like I really wish I could have went home and got a shower. She's like, shut the fuck up, we're going to Hawaii. I was like, yeah, you're right. I'll smell like fucking ass to go to Hawaii. Fuck it. I know. I, I remember smashing the fuck out of that bacon, egg, and cheese biscuit, though. I remember, like, just eating them motherfucker in one bite. <laughs> I ain't ate shit for 48 hours. That, so, was, that was the time when, like, well, that wasn't that wasn't when I got locked or stuck in there, was it? Yeah. No. How long were you in jail yes. for the rental car thing? Like two nights. Oh, okay. Oh, but, no. It was the... My gun charge. It, no, it was a weed charge. <laughs> I'm just a bad motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this, <laughs> but for one, hold on, man. I got caught. See, everybody's getting the wrong no, idea. It was, you had a little bit of weed on it. When, you, when your car first went to the shop, you had that brand new Cadillac that uh, Bud Davis gave you that you were driving around with your old homeboy. Yeah, I know. That you got pulled over. No, no, no the Camaro. Camaro, yeah. When you had the Camaro, because that yeah, was right was before a, we got together. I was in a black Camaro. Who the and fuck me and my partner get pulled over. <laughs> me and my partner get pulled over. We've got a blunt, maybe. Yeah. Maybe a blunt. And dude knew who I was. But he was like OCU cop. So he was acting like he didn't know who I was. Mm. Probably one of them fucking white guys that wanted to be a rapper that ended up <laughs> having to be a goddamn cop and make my life miserable. His woman probably liked you, man. That's but like hard. the man literally was, he tore my, he literally goes, hey man, what you got? If you got, what's, tell me what you got on you, I'll let you go. I was like, here. I just was straight up about it. This motherfucker didn't believe me and destroyed this rental car. Jesus. Pops all the fucking dashboard out. I'm like, bro, this ain't my car, bro. Why? How would I? He was, do I look like a fucking drug smuggler to you? I'm, I've got my partner in the front that's got Birkenstocks on. Like, <laughs> come on, man. He's got on a polo button-up and some khaki shorts. Like, Yeah. 
Shout out to Joe Face. I was like, that is Joe Face, isn't it? <laughs> Shout out to Joe Face. Jesus, Mary and Joe Face. Oh, shit. What time is his birthday party? I mean, Dude. she's one. It's not, it's not like we're showing up late. <laughs> it's not um, like she's going to be like, why are you so late? <laughs> so when you on a, when you on a record with some, that somebody else's, it's called a feature, right? Yeah. So I saw that you've had like 200 plus features. Yeah, like something crazy. And that's a lot of fucking It's probably songs, more than that. It's way it's more probably than, more than, is than it? that. Yeah, well, so for a while, all I was doing was features. Like in between albums, that's a, it's a good way of income, for one. Okay. It's easy fucking money. I can write a fucking 12-bar feature in 10 minutes, drop that motherfucker in three, and clear a few grand and be straight. Like, fuck it. Wow. Three grand for 15 minutes? Yeah, give me my, give me that money. Let me show you what I can do. Damn. Pimpin' ain't dead. But, um, yeah, Pimpin' ain't dead. She pimps me out all the time. <laughs> but, like, even, like, so uh, the reason why there's so many features is because my ex-business partner slash manager um, he was basically holding me out because my I went like flat broke after my dad passed away. Mm. I, I went through a deep depression and went flat broke. So I was taking whatever the fuck money I could. Some motherfuckers like, hey man, uh, I got four hundred dollars for ninety two bars. I'm like, fuck, give it to me. I can write this in thirty seven minutes. <laughs> but um, yeah, he was fucking holding me out like a motherfucker, and I didn't know it. You know what I mean? I didn't realize my worth either. So like now, like I won't even fucking get in the studio for nothing less than a few grand. Like I won't do it because I know how much they're gonna make off of it. You'll make your money back. So on the feature, you just get paid that one fee, that whatever your, that fee is. Unless they plan on. on making it a single, unless they want a video with it, you know what I'm saying. Unless they really plan on promoting it and push. If if it's just gonna be a fucking mixtape song, yeah, just pay me one time fee mm-hmm. and make your money off of it. I, I don't care. I'll, I'll give you a push, little bro. But um. If it's like a big deal, like even like right now, I'm working on this album with Justin Time. See, like that's a collaboration album of like 10, 12 songs, me and him, a couple of our homies doing, you know, features on it. And that's something we, you know, we'll go in and do paperwork on and we'll split it, you know what I'm saying, properly. Well, you still, he, you still get his um, percentage. Pub- publishing. Of, I still get publishing. Yeah, publishing. Which is pretty much just the proof that I wrote that verse. Yeah. Yeah. So they basically pay him for his talent and then. They're paying. He gets a little bit of the place from it because it's not oh, okay. on it. So yeah. it's like, yeah. so like, like when you were talking about Spotify and how all that shit works. Yeah. It's like, yeah. I actually get a fatter check off Spotify because I have three hundred fucking features <laughs> out there. Like, if you only go give me a few cents off each song, I'm gonna give you five hundred fucking songs, motherfucker. Because you do, you do more like a hundred a year. No, I'm been down. I'm seven. Down. No, I'm down. Way down. Well, I haven't. No, I haven't been like that since, since we first got together. I was did, knocking out like fifty features a year, probably. One of my favorite, I guess, features you would be on is Squeeze It. Squeeze is hard. Like, Squeeze. you killed that fucking shit, I just man. realized he was on it the other day. <laughs> yeah, I was she te- mad. I swear she really did. She texted me. I'm sitting at the house. I don't know where I was at. I was taking Parker to uh, trap team practice. Yeah, she was Trap at, team yeah. is shooting clay, clay pigeons. Oh, yeah, I didn't know that. By the way, by the way, by the way, Memphis, <laughs> Memphis. I know, I know. Everybody in the world can listen. You know what I was thinking in my head? I was like, "Trap." Yeah, listen. So, so, and look, this is this is very funny. This is very funny. I'm from Fraser. Mm-hmm. I grew up in North Memphis, back of the Bay. Okay, I grew up on Fraser Drive. That's how fucking Fraser I am. <laughs> I went to Westside High School, um, across the street from some of the fucking gangsterest apartments of all time. Fucking, then they're torn down now. Yeah, New Dawn. Um. 
And I don't fucking know the new lingo. I'm, I'm old, bro. I'm yeah. old. So Parker, 13-year-old little, very smart, Bartlett-ass white boy, our son, walks in the house and goes, I think I want to join the trap team. I'm like, this motherfucker want to sell dope and pimp holes. <laughs> <laughs> he want to sell dope and pimp holes? We both looked at each other I like, know how to do both of these. You're going to be the greatest trapper of all time. He was like, I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Explain yourself. Yeah. He was like, the trap team. I was like, the fuck is the trap team? He's like, it's where you shoot clay pigeons. <laughs> I was like, oh, skeet shooting? He's That's like, what it's called. I mean, they try to trap. It's called trap team. Trap well, team, trap is an abbreviation for uh, trajectory, something. Oh, okay. Ammunition, pistol, yeah, something. It's got some abbreviation for it, but... um. Yeah, that's how I heard. Or it's an, what do you call it? it's an acronym. The, I said abbreviation. It's an acronym. Squeeze it song. That the, on taking my son to practice and trying to show him new music, I heard that and I was like, wait a second. He's like, what? I was like, she's like, you don't squeeze it. I was like, you didn't know that. Tell me, play that. That's crunchy. <laughs> that's Pat. That's what. That, uh, uh. It's fucking amazing, man. J Lo booty. It's hot. J Lo booty. The verse is hot. J-Lo's still got a nice booty. Shout out to Ben Affleck for tapping that. <laughs> Coming back to it, too. He came back to that. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> I told her, I swear I just said not too That's long That's how I we said, Googled Brad Pitt's dick the other night. <laughs> she Googled Brad Pitt's <laughs> dick. Thank you. Because Ben, Let's Aff- clear that ben up. Affleck puts off this like big, I got dig big, energy. big energy yeah. when he's not over up. He literally will be standing like, beside J-Lo with a handful of ass like, yeah, motherfucker, <laughs> what you want to do? Brad Pitt just like puts off this vibe that like he just he just knows he's a good looking dude in Hollywood. I don't think he's got a big dick, so I googled uh-huh. it. And and in her and findings, husband, I have a bigger penis. My, than husband, my husband's winning. <laughs> yeah, win Fuck win. You, Brad Pitt, my husband's bigger than you. I got a little white energy over here. Fuck you, talking about. Fuck you, Brad Pitt. <laughs> That's oh. why all your women divorce you. <laughs> Angelina Jolie and Jennifer Anderson. How you fuck both of those up? That's like P. Davidson right now. Oh my God, he, P. Davidson got giant dick energy. Right <laughs> now. Jesus, man! Like you mean Jesus? Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck is sorry, going Kanye, on? That guy's sorry, got Kanye. so much. <laughs> oh shit! It's like, man. It's like, did you see the the video that Kanye made? Mm-mm. So, in Kanye made a new video, and in the video he um, has like. You know it's Pete Davidson. Right, it's a body double or something. Right. Yeah. They kidnap him. They <laughs> oh, bury no. him alive wow. in the video. Oh, I yeah. gotta watch this today. Dude, I was like, oh. And it looks exactly like him, too, in the video. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> it showed Pete Davidson dressed up as something stupid as fuck on Saturday Night Live. And it was like, this is what keeps Kanye up alive. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? Big dick energy, man. That's what it's called. That's what it goes back to. Like, yeah, Pete Davis got that big dick energy right now. They might walking around with Kim K. Like, what? What'd you say? <laughs> yeah, it's it's amazing. She take my money. <laughs> <laughs> what um? Yeah. Oh, that's funny. What? What advice would you give to like an an upcoming rapper? Get out! <laughs> <laughs> run, motherfucker, run! Run, Forrest. Put some auto tune on it. Just call it a day. Cause you suck. No, uh, <laughs> I mean, what? No, I mean, if there's, sorry, I'm, I'm at a point. I'm at a point in my career, in the length that I've been in my career, twenty years going on. You know, I mean, technically, I've been rapping for over twenty years, but you know, in the game, twenty years. I'm not going to give no wrong advice or untrue advice. Right. If I hear your music and it's garbage, I'm going to take it. Chance of getting punched in the face by telling you, hey, man, 
You ain't got no friends that told you this shit sucked? <laughs> Yeah. Because, see, when we were coming up, we had homies that would straight up check your ass if you couldn't rap. Yeah. Man, get off the table. You can't rap. Let me show you how it's done. And that's how they would do it. Yeah. See, now you got these motherfuckers that drop all this garbage-ass music, and they got... It's, uh, you ever heard the fucking um, Hobson song, No Words? I don't think so. Oh, my God. I'll play it. You know who Hobson is? Mm-hmm. So Hobson's from... Uh, he's from L.A., but he's like on some like Juggalo, ICP-type rap kind of, kind of out there, mm-hmm. just kind of horrorcore a little bit. But um, he's got a video. You pulling it up? It was a skit. It's no. I mean, it's a video, but it's called No Words, and he's got like these. He's got on a wig with like dread, and he dude's actually one amazing fucking lyricist. He's one of my favorites. That is like that that new shit. But will it play over there? Oh, you can play. Plug it in. But um, it's called No Words. And he's, just listen. Matter of <clears> fact, <throat> set the set your camera right here so they can see the video. Because when you got that damn blackout screen on there. Man, rap today fucking sucks bad. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. These fools ain't spitting no type of dope shit. But that's not even the bad part. They're not even saying words anymore. <laughs> they just got a hard-ass fucking beat to trick dumbasses like you to make you think you like the shit. Play that fucking beat. We got some real fucking mentally retarded rappers in the game. I know for a fact nobody know what the fuck these dudes be saying. Wait, turn my reverb and my auto-tune on real quick. This is what the fuck they be doing. These dumbasses be like, hey, that shit was hard though, bruh. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true, oh, man. The video's so funny because he's got like, he's got a low, low fade and shit. He wears like the white contacts. He's black dude, skater punk type dude. Yeah. And, uh, but he's got like these, this wig and his dreadlocks and he's got like seven double cups. Uh-huh. It's like seven styrofoam cups. <laughs> And he's like laying on a Ferrari and got these bitches twerking <laughs> everywhere and shit. It's like the video is like top notch. Oh, fuck. But man. it's just, oh my God, dude. Yeah. Hobson's yeah. a monster, though. Y'all need to check Hobson out, man. I was listening to, uh, I don't want to talk shit about anybody's music, but that oh. new Kodiak Black. I tried listening to his album. I was like, what the fuck are you saying, man? Yeah, you tried. <laughs> <laughs> you gave it all. I don't know what, I, what any of the people are saying on any of his albums. Like, I'm just like. <clears throat> I'm just gonna listen to three six. Well, we like, came from good. Good. He gets mad at me. He's like, "Babe, we listen to this new artist." I'm like, "Why?" It's like I don't. Well, I mean, like we came from an era of lyricism, man. Yeah. Like, like you got to think. Like even one of our the biggest artists in the city that we've lost in my eyes that was part of changing the sound, Lord Infamous. Mm. You know, Lord Infamous created the fucking flow that the Migos use right now. Yeah. 
Like, for real. Like, dude was hands down the creator of that flow. And, uh, you know, it's just, I think being in this business, I'm very, very biased about a lot of shit because I know what, I'm not going to say they, I'm going to say we did. You know mm. what I'm saying? I know what we did and what we what we what we conquered and what we put out in time compared to what people are putting out now. Yeah. And it's just like the reason I ain't dropped a fucking album in four years is because I'm not trying to deal with com- competition against these fucking idiots because all the kids are dumbed down. <laughs> Their fucking attention spans about 14 seconds. If you ain't got a catchy hook, they're not rapping your lyrics no more. Yeah. You're, they're rapping the hook and your ad libs. That's it. Mama. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Brr. Or whatever clip of a TikTok they can get. It's like, um, right. you know, I, I read this article. I think it was on Rolling Stone. And they, they were, the guy was like saying everything that is rap now is from what you guys did. Yeah, for like, sure. The, like where three, six started it. Like back in like 90, like in the nineties, early nineties before mystic styles, you know, like that's, that, when I was thinking, reading, I was listening. I was like, you know what? Fuck yeah, it is. And see, like if you if you really want to get real technical, the reason why that verses that Bone Three Six verses was so fucking monumental is because Bone created a lot of them flows too that people are working with. Like everybody's like, oh no, that was Bone that created like that. And even Busy will say, no, Lord Infamous created this flow. I created this flow. Mm. Crazy created this flow. Coopster created that flow. And they all have respect for one another. Well, except Busy and Gangsta Boo. I don't know, I don't know how that worked out. But I'm just joking, Boo. I'm, done, I'm not talking about you, Boo. I'm not talking about you, Gangsta Boo. I love you, baby. But um, even like that versus coming out, you know, and it being just Bone and 3-6, like, dude, our fucking sales skyrocketed. All of ours. Everybody in the camp, it didn't matter who you were. Yeah. Like, everybody's shit just jumped because everybody was talking about 3-6. Yeah. And then everybody was online, oh, let me hear this old 3-6 song. Oh, fuck, I forgot about Lil Wayne. Let's check this out, too. Oh, French Boy. Oh, fucking, oh, chat. You know what I'm saying? And everybody's shit jumped. Yeah. I told Paul, I was like, man, we need to do this shit like once a year. <laughs> <laughs> Who else y'all want to battle? No Limit. You're up next, motherfucker. No, No Limit might take that one. I ain't going to lie. <laughs> well, yeah, they got Wayne. I, mean, I ain't gonna lie though, when Paul and Juicy brought Wayne out, that blew my mind. But what was funny about it, I can say it now because it's over. Sorry, Paul, I'm gonna say it. Uh, so, Paul's like a father to me. Mm-hmm. Me and Paul talk like every other couple of days. Like, I talk to Paul at least twice a week, at least. If I don't, something's wrong. Um, and Paul called me the night. No, I take it back. I was on mushrooms. <laughs> I was on mushrooms, and I, I called, I called our, engine, our old engineer who was mixing the showdown. Right. Sorry, Juicy. I'm telling the story. <laughs> Sorry, Mike. I'm telling the story. So I'm on the phone with Crazy Mike. And, uh, Michael Foster. Uh, <laughs> just going to throw him all the way under the bus. <laughs> Fuck it. Uh, and we're like, I'm on the phone. With, I just called him out of nowhere. I didn't, I didn't I didn't know what he was doing. I just called him out of nowhere. I think he posted something on Instagram. And I just called him. I was like, what's up, bro? I ain't talked to you in a minute. How you been? And he was in L.A. mixing down the show set for the verses. Yeah. And I can hear it in the background. I'm like. Oh, I hear what you playing back there. Y'all playing that in the verses tomorrow? He was like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I was like, bro, it's me, motherfucker. I'm not going to say nothing. He was like, man, bro, you can't say nothing. I'm like, dude, it's tomorrow. It's two in the morning. I'm on mushrooms. What do you, what do you think I'm going to just call everybody in my phone book and tell yeah. them the fucking set list? No, I'm more excited to keep it from them. Yeah. She was so mad at me. The next morning I woke up, I was like, you're not going to believe this. She was like, what? I was like, I heard the whole 
set list. And he wouldn't fucking tell me a goddamn thing about it. <laughs> I didn't tell him nothing. I didn't tell her shit. But that's just I me being so warm-hearted. Because yeah. <laughs> Mike told me don't tell a fucking soul. Not even my soul, babe. <laughs> no, Mike did not say that. You were on mushrooms. You did not hear this. <laughs> anyway, I didn't tell fucking nobody because I heard the whole set list and I knew how insane the show was about to be. So I had to keep it to myself just to see everybody else's reaction when Wayne walked out. Oh, my God. I, I didn't think it was going to happen. I didn't think Wayne was going to come out. And yeah. I heard him play, uh, you know, bands make I a dance. I read this to you. <laughs> by the way she does that all the time <laughs> I can literally have the headphones all rapping she's like hey 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 no 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 I quit doing that I figured it out okay that I'm like woman so I'm in my zone what I'm ADHD doing? and shit but right now I don't give now, a shit about Facebook right this now this has to do with this is a text message from a friend is it a good friend or a bad friend from Liz oh she said not gonna lie I've never listened to any of Pat's music, like ever. So I decided to put on one of his older albums while I'm getting ready. I think it's called No Doubt. No Doubt? It's Doubt Me Now, Liz. <laughs> no, no Doubt the band. No Doubt, yeah. Anyway, Stefani's anyway yeah. I'm, la- I'm laughing my ass off about the line, feeding Doritos to a tree, because that is epic. That's all. I love y'all. <laughs> A million spiders after me. I was on acid. I get texts like this all the time. Oh, Perfect text during a podcast. Thanks, Liz. You added content. Thank you. Yeah. At least it wasn't like, this is the recipe to a new meatloaf. Like, <laughs> shut However, if you would like to go try her meatloaf, she works at Fat Larry's in Barlett. It's amazing. And oh, you're talking about Rick's ex. Yeah. Liz. Oh, okay, yeah. Well, I don't want to call her that. No, Kendall's mother. <laughs> Kendall's, Kendall's mama. Cool. Yeah, thank you. Kendall's, Kendall's mama. mama. Okay. Kendall's my little road dog. She was in uh, me and Geek's video, dude, flipping the camera off with a Memphis fuck shirt on. <laughs> <laughs> we had to get the uh, we had to get the, uh, the the clearance from Liz first, though. Not your most of the sorry, my clearance. Ears. We got the Memphis fuck shirt approved. Oh <laughs> shit, really? The middle no, finger? No, no, with, from the, her with mom. the child, not oh. the actual shirt. That's, that's <laughs> the a nine-year-old in our music video. <laughs> that's Dale and Skinny that did the Memphis fuck, mm-hmm. ain't it? Yeah, Dale and Skinny. You know, Dale was you know Dale. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, uh, Dale. Dale. <laughs> Quick little story about Dale. So Dale used to be the fucking uh, bartender at Hard Rock when it was at where Tin Roof is. Tin Roof is, yeah, I remember. So <laughs> this is a quick story. Funny. Dale was one of my favorite fucking bartenders of all time because, like, when I walked in, it was back when I was drinking Long Island iced teas and shit. I called him a Strong Island. I had a shot, a shot of Grand Marnier in it, making a Strong Island. And I'd walk through the door, me and Smooth back in the day, and and Dale would see me like. And he had my drink ready to go. As soon as I walked in the door. For like two, three years straight. Dale thought I was 21. (laughs) (laughs) I was not. I was 17 when I first started coming in there. But I was with all the big dogs. I'm walking in with fucking 3-6 Mafia. I got a few tattoos and shit. (laughs) I got a chain on. He's like, oh, no, he's cool. He's with them. Yeah, no, I was not cool. I mean, I was super cool. I was so cool, I was not cool. (laughs) Like, uh, So three years go by, right? Dale been my bartender for three years now. I'm going to. It was back when old school Sundays was popping. Boogaloo's in there. Uh, Big Sue, shout out to Big Sue. I missed that girl. I'm, I ain't seen her in a minute. So it was actually the same night that I dropped the fucking the crate full of records on Big Two Big Sue's toes and broke three of her toes. And she shouted. She cussed me out on Hot 107 the next day. She's like, I ain't gonna say no names, but some Memphis white rapper <laughs> uh, dropped a crate of records on my foot last night and broke three of my toes. I'm like, you ain't gonna say no names. I'm the only <laughs> one. Like, like everybody knew. But motherfucker calling me, you broke Big Sue's toes. I'm like, no. She's not talking about me. 
She said a white rapper in Memphis. Like, yeah, she started on me. But uh, uh, so three years go by. It's my it's my twenty first birthday, right? I tell all my homies like I got I'm gonna do something that's so petty, but it's gonna just make my day. So I'm about fucking seven goddamn Long Island's in. We're having a big ass party for my twenty first birthday at the Hard Rock. Everybody's there. Paul's there. Fucking uh, Lord was there. Fraser was there. Chat was there. It was a big party. We had Al Capone in the building. A lot of people from Memphis was there. It was my first big birthday party where I'm somebody in the city. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I get on the stage and I'm like, hey, y'all, all the staff here at the Hard Rock. This is my 21st birthday. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody's face just dropped. Can, and I'm like, you can hear the, oh, my God, what have we done? I'm like, no, 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 don't look at me crazy now. Because if y'all try to kick me out, I'm suing y'all for serving alcohol to a minor. <laughs> and Dale was fucking furious with me for like six months, man. Like, I think that's like a real like Memphis thing, though. Because you know how many club owners me. got mad at me when they realized, oh, it's your 21st birthday tonight, Nicole? I'm like, yeah. And they're like, and they look at me and they're, they're like, like, wait a minute, you've worked for us for three years. <laughs> like, shit. Gotcha. <laughs> well, it's yeah. like, you know, at one of the places we usually go to, I'm not going to say the name, but like, so we said all the rest of Some of the girls were coming in there, and and uh, then they one of them, two of them turned twenty one at the same time, so they threw their birthday party there. The owner's like, you're, "Why are you doing this to me? You've been are we coming talking to my, about the Gold Club? <laughs> no, you've been coming to my bar for like five years. Like what the fuck? The ones that, the only I did it just that, to be a dick. Yeah. The only people that pissed me off were the girls that would come in there. Because and it was mainly females that would post their oh senior pictures and senior prom. I'm like, bitch, Facebook just told me that you're like twelve. Why are you in my bar? Yeah, yeah like right. And then they like, would get mad at me and I'm like, look, if you didn't you make your post public <laughs> If you didn't make your yeah, post public, I wouldn't give a shit. But the fact that your posts are public enough that I know that you're underage, then you need to go to the other bar over there. Yeah. Or go down the street, but I ain't serving you. Go over there to Alfred's. <laughs> look out for the bathroom. <laughs> right. <laughs> Go get you a uh, what's what's what was the big bucket things called? Diver, uh, diver, diver. Man, yeah. got That's twelve cool. straws and everybody slobbering in the same bucket. <laughs> Pre-COVID, That's why it, was we like <laughs> it was like a trough. It was like a fucking walking trough. Well, I remember, like some people like are in the bucket with me. I'm like, I don't even know you that well. Like, I don't. Right. Now, now I'm thinking. I can't believe that we did. We should do this kind of shit. And now it's everyone's COVID. You know? COVID. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. That might be why COVID never existed back in Where the day. Where the Bill Street vaccine? Yeah, all that shit, man. Like, <laughs> man. It, was, uh, it wasn't Moderna. It was Mifderna. <laughs> Mifderna. Mifderma. Mifbernia. Mifbola. Well, shit. We uh, appreciate you guys coming on today. Thank man, you so yeah, much for letting love, us uh, have your time, man. Man, number love, number love. I'm finna go be an adult and go to a one year old's birthday party. Nice. Well, happy birthday to the one year old. Shout out to my little Hazel. She's my baby. <laughs> she's our she's our great niece. She's more like my granddaughter, though. She's our great grand. Hmm. I'm gonna have my grandkids call me Pat Paul. Our grand our grandniece. Grandniece. That that would no. That don't sound right. Grease. She's my grease. All right, Pat Paul. <laughs> what is your advice for people? We always use like in general. Right yeah, just in general. What? So don't eat yellow snow. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Juicy's was the best. Juicy's advice for a lot of people throughout the last twenty years was uh, wear a rubber and pay your taxes. <laughs> 
And I didn't do either one of those. So. <laughs> Me neither. I got two kids and I still owe the IRS. Shout out to the IRS. <laughs> <laughs> Hold us um, down. Uh, I mean, my only advice to anybody would be, uh, you know, whatever you believe in, if you want to do it, do it. Like, you know, it's, it's too many people talk about what they want to do and never get it done. 100%. The best way to start doing something is just to start doing it. Like, even like, what are you looking at? Why are you grilling me? <laughs> <laughs> just intrigued by this advice. Are you saying that you should take this advice? No, that's what I'm feeling. <laughs> I started doing you, didn't I? <laughs> and your life looked I good, wanted so to do it. I did so it. So. Do what you want to do, baby. <laughs> did it yesterday morning. What are you talking about? No, um, no. I mean, like anything you want to go for, like go for it. And but, like, understand that, like, that's the first step. It, like, uh, Gary V was talking about the other day. Gary V was saying, like, you can't sit down and put a ten year plan together and spend a year putting your ten year plan together. Yeah, you yeah, you've wasted do. a year already. Yeah, like you're down to nine <clears throat> years now. Yeah, and it's like you said. Even like, uh, if you fail in your twenties. Mm-hmm. You could fail in your 30s, 40s, and 50s, and 60s and fuck around and hit it in your 70s. Yeah. And literally retire and leave your family with a fuck ton of money because you don't, just don't give up on shit. And if you do give up on something, give up on something that doesn't really matter to you. If something don't matter to you, quit it. Yeah. Just give it up. You know, if you, if you want it, go get it. It's out there. Believe in the law of attraction. The law of attraction is real. The secret is real. If anybody out there has not watched the documentary, The Secret, on Netflix, go watch it. It's pretty much just the 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 story of anything you want is in your reach. Six the six degrees of separation, that type of shit. Everybody knows somebody that 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 knows, somebody that knows like fucking Britney Spears. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. <clears throat> I mean, prime example, like. Easy example. I've met Justin Timberlake. That's one degree. He fucked her. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I mean, yeah. like, seriously, like, and I mean, like, that's that's like that with anything, man. Like, everybody and everything is connected. Sometimes you just got to put the dots together. It's all in your face. You just got to sit back and, and analyze it. Well, it's I like think the, that goes back to me being so young, wanting what I wanted. I knew that I could do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I believed. Yeah. Did you always, I mean, I guess you had to think you were going to be big to even get started, right? Yeah. Like, you got to have some kind of ego yeah. to think somebody oh, wants to hear my it shit. It barely fits in these headphones. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to be stretched out when I leave, trust yeah. me. But, no, I mean, yeah, I've, it, but I've always been very humble. It's like, I was probably less humble before I actually did get noticed and come out and, and be in the game because I was very cocky growing up about it. Like, mm-hmm. I, like, once my homies said I was good, I'd go to, like, House parties, like, no, I'm good. Yeah. My homies told me good. The, the the quarterback of the senior high class, senior high school class president told me I'm good, motherfucker. Yeah. And he's a huge black dude. This is gangster <laughs> rap. Yeah. I'm good. But, like, once I made it and got, you know, with, signed with 3-6 and shit, it was more humbling that, like, you know, all right, now you're here. Now you can shut the fuck up, calm down, focus on the music. Um, And even, like, this is something I, t- I say. I, I probably say this every day or every other day. Somebody will meet me or see me in a, out at a restaurant, bars, shopping, Kroger, Walmart, every day. Somebody always says, hey, man, can we get a picture? Mm-hmm. Do, you, no, this, do you mind if we get a picture? No, I don't mind. Because Juicy told me 20 years ago, when the pictures and autographs stop, it's over. Mm. It's over. Yeah. Like once you have, even if people recognize you and still don't want 
to experience that moment with you, that shit's a wrap. It's over with. Damn, that makes so much sense. Like if you walk past, say if you walk right past one person you listened to 20 years ago and you're just not intrigued by them no more, like that means that person's career is over. Yeah. And it, and like that's why I'll never stop taking pictures and autographs. I've had moments where motherfuckers are like, hey, uh, hey, man, hey. I was like, yeah, you can have an autograph. I know. Will you move your car? Like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. I thought you recognized me. So, who the fuck are you? I just need you to move your fucking car. It's in a parking spot. Yeah. No, like, you uh, do this You do this thing, too, and he'll won't. He he never admit it. He's super humble about <clears> it. <throat> um. So, neither one of us are, like, the jealous type at all. Like, no. like if some girl walks up, like, oh, you're a little white. Oh, oh she's just talking. And I'll be like, oh, she's you're like- a little white. What, what can she get you to drink? And like, it's like, it's just goofy. Whatever, that shit just happened two weeks ago. <laughs> she's talking about a oh. previous incident. Oh, you're a little white. As soon as she walked out, she's like, ooh, you're a little white. Like, shut up. <laughs> like, that's why the bitch put too much ice in my Coca-Cola, and it's gone now, so you gotta refill it. But no, that was he- so she can come back and see these blue eyes again. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> and these green eyes are the ones that are tipping, bitch. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but no, we've Sat places that like because we like we go to sidecar, especially with COVID, we go to sidecar so much because like it's just everybody it's knows us. It's family, and like if we're having a conversation, like it'll be sidecar like, cars like going us. to the cookout and just going there like, like every other day. Everybody mm. knows if we're having a serious conversation, they kind of know like leave, no, leave Nicole and Pat alone, they're yeah. talking about something, or if they know we're there to hang out, they're good. But he does this thing, especially when we go out of town or a new place, he's like, Oh, this motherfucker staring at my wife. <laughs> Honey, they're not staring at me. You're a little white. Like, I'm <laughs> like, oh. men, women, children, yeah. old people. Like, they're not looking well, at I mean, your we wife, just, honey. We like, were just calm in down. Nashville a few weeks ago. We was at this little brunch spot. And there's like a whole family. You know, they're sitting to my left. And I'm sitting there talking to her, eating and shit. And I can feel everybody looking at me. I'm looking over like, what? And when I look over, they look back at their food. Oh, we're not looking at you. So I was like, all right, let's get the fuck out of here. We pay for our tab, whatever. We go across the street. We cross the street, walk into our car. And this little young little chick walks up. She's holding a baby, like wearing Burberry and shit. And she's like, excuse me, sir. And I thought she was going to ask me for some money. Yeah. I was like, for one, sell that Burberry. <laughs> Bitch, your son's got on fucking $200 shoes. <laughs> He's eight months old. Those are called booties. For the record, yeah. he was an adorable baby. Yeah, it was. But that don't matter. I thought I was. I thought I know, she was like hit me with some. Hey, you got a dollar? I'm like, ah, uh, your baby's got on six hundred dollars worth of clothes. No, I don't. So <laughs> I'm prepared for like a weird conversation. She's like, Excuse me, sir. And I'm like, Can we have yes? some more porch? Can we have some more porch? <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, sir. Can we have some more porch? Um, I'm like, Yeah, what's up? She's like, I'm sorry to bother you, but um. My mom wants to know if she can have a picture with you. And I was like, your mom? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yes. Where's mama at? Tell mama to bring her sex ass over here. Yeah. And mama showed up, and it was like the whole family. It was the same family uh, that was sitting across from us. And the mom was the one telling her kids, y'all don't know fucking know who the fuck he is. That's a motherfucking goat right over there. I grew up listening to this shit. You know how much fucking bullshit I did? We I can only like- imagine how much shit that mom actually did listening to my music that she'll never tell her kids. <laughs> <laughs> you know how much dick I've sucked <laughs> we probably had at least ten moms. That's hilarious. That have come to me like my kids have no idea what the fuck the, the, what their mama did growing up. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we're like, what was that Kroger that one night? The young black dude walks up. He's probably like seventeen. Young black dude, looked like he played sports and shit. He had on like you could tell he just came from practice of some sort. And uh, he goes, hey man, hey 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 hey. I was like, what's up, bro? He's like, 
Man, my mom loves you, bro. She put me, she put me up on, she put me up on your music, bro. And he's like, bro, you a monster, bro. I was like, damn, that's what's up, bro. I appreciate the love, man. He said, man, my mom would love to meet you, man. I was like, man, tell her. I said, what's up? He's like, she's on aisle like ten. I was like, go get her. And I was like, on the other aisle, and the dude pops back up. He's like, this is my mom right here. And she was just like. Oh that's shit! That's awesome. That's gonna be yeah. such a good. I feeling, said, Mom, man. I'm not gonna lie. Your son broke the ice, but you the go, you the true one. You the, <laughs> you the OG because like you put him on the shit. She was like, Man, when that album came out, you changed the city. That is fucking. And awesome, I was like, man, man, thank you, dear. Thank you very much. Like, do you ever think about the impact you have on people? No, he doesn't. I don't. And it's it's funny because like that's usually a, a, a close kind of question that comes up a lot of times, and I don't because I, I don't. I mean, I, I try to wonder why people are staring at us in restaurants sometimes. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm like, what the fuck are you looking at? <laughs> I think I got more... the fucking steak tacos. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Do you forget who you are sometimes? It's not that I forget. I think I've just been doing it for so long. Ah, okay, that makes sense. I think I've been doing it for so long, and the fact that I'm not mainstream. Yeah. See, I'm not like a fucking super celebrity. See that? Well, I, I can think go about places. Like, I think about you totally different. And see, but I, I can go places, whereas like. Eminem has a grocery shopper for yeah, him. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, I go to the yeah. grocery store on a daily. I don't give a fuck. But I think my my career just being just, and I'm not going to say just big enough, but I'm, I, I, was, I will say I've kept it kind of where I wanted it. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, there's, there's moves I could have made to go a step farther that I've missed a couple of times, you know, not on purpose, just on accident. Yeah. Uh, or, you know, just timing, you know. But overall... Hundred percent satisfied with my career. Yeah, overall, you know, and I, I, and I still the, got plenty more to do too. I'm not done. I think the more he realizes it, when we go do like parent stuff, mm-hmm. like when like we had um, our younger one got sick at school, and they like knew we were getting off the plane. They're mm-hmm. like, they're like, Brantley's in the office right now. We know that y'all just had a show. We all getting off the plane probably right I'm like, now. How the fuck y'all know that? They're like, we all following you on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, he's good. Like, all, he's fine. Right. all of y'all are thirty something year old <laughs> teachers. Yeah, that's hilarious. Y'all are all fucking fans. <laughs> but yeah. then there's fucking also freaks. those moments Yo, where like, um, uh, a Brant- again, Brantley's best friend's dad. He's a super professional type person, and we did not expect him to be as laid back He's as we are. He's a COO of a hospital. Let's <laughs> just say it like that. So he a was a very known hospital in the city. <laughs> so I'm not going to like, fuck with him though. <laughs> <laughs> I need that VIP access to the emergency room when I need to go down. Yeah, we've had some parents that won't let our kids hang out with their kids because they, they think, think they're just like who he is snorting cocaine off strippers' uh, titties in the living room and at it's noon. Just like, so the couple of Scraping friends. Scraping up Oxycontins on her eggs and shit. Hey, kids, time for breakfast. Our kids have actually, and I'll say say both of our images, because I had the Bill Street wild child yeah. bartender image, and he's a little white, and now we're together, so they probably don't even know how to say mom or dad. Mm. Like We say mom and dad first, actually, is what most people don't realize. I think our kids getting older and making friends and parents realizing and giving us the credit that we're normal, regular mom and dads during the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, during the day, like, I'm... I'm I'm just dad. You know what I'm saying? I'm not a little white at home. Yeah. I'm not. Like, even the kid, like, even when we go out, of th- like, when we go out somewhere, Brantley, he's the one now. It's usually the youngest kid, whatever, whoever's the youngest at that, well, he's always the youngest, but I mean, like, Callie, my youngest daughter. But Brantley's got no filter. Brantley's like, if you interrupt family time, he'll be like, hold on. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> hold on, like, he's like, nine. Yeah. He'll be like, shh. You be like, hold on, bro. That's wait, my wait. pat, and that's my mom. What's your, you What's got money look, to talk bro? to us right now? <laughs> he's like, look, man, he needs fifteen hundred before he even speaks to you. He's like, I get twenty percent <laughs> industry standard. But like the kids, you know, over through, as a, at a young age, all four of the kids. 
Because like she's got two, I got two, but all four of them at a young age were like, they didn't understand the fame and they mm-hmm. didn't understand the fans and shit. So like we would be out, we'd be on a mission going through the mall, and I get stopped by twenty people, take yeah. fifteen pictures, and my daughter by the third person would be like, "Look, I'm just trying to go to build a bear, motherfucker." <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like she would just snap. And oh, I'm like, no, Kelly, so- you can only go to Build-A-Bear because these are the people paying me to buy your fucking Build-A-Bear. Yeah. Be nice to these people. She's like, fuck these people. I ain't gonna be nice to them. <laughs> well, you gotta be nice to them. I can say whatever the fuck I want. Like, okay, Kelly, calm down. When we first got together and Kelly started getting comfortable, she'd be like, Nicole, can we go birthday shopping for me without my dad? Uh-huh. I'm like, Without Lil White or without Dash? Like, without Lil White. I'm like, all right, fuck I'm Lil like, White. Wait, I ain't got to go birthday shopping? Y'all go. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> so, but then he started, aliens, baby. <laughs> but then he started realizing anytime Callie and I wanted to go do anything, he wasn't invited. He's like, I like Baskin-Robbins. <laughs> He's like, yeah. I like pedicures. I need something from the mall. And we're like, you don't. We'll get it for you. Yeah, personal shoppers. <laughs> personal shopper. <laughs> He's re-invited back to birthday shopping now because now he's realized how to politely say, hey. Man, I'm, one of, I'm also invited to girls' night. I'm one of the girls. You are. Night. <laughs> I can invite guys' night. Like, shout out to Cher Bear for that one. Oh, man. Cher's great. Cher invited me to girls' night. She's like, you're one of the girls now? I was like, fuck it. I'm out. I'm in. Fuck it. Let's go. If I can hang out with a bunch of bad bitches. Yeah. Uh-huh. Tin roof share? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. That's my bestie. Oh, right I got on. her labeled on my phone, Cher Tatas. <laughs> <laughs> They're, they're definitely massive. they're massive. No, it's they're massive. <laughs> they are. I've seen them personally. They're massive. I have too. However, <laughs> Wowzers. Oh, but he shit. goes out with us and like he feels like he's the dude that's got all these females and what, oh, no, they, what like people pimp. don't realize like pimp, is these bro. females got this dude and these females will fuck y'all up before. Oh, we, went out, we went out for that one first girls' night. Oh and my I god! Swear, I was walking around. I had like six bad bitches and a pistol. Ready to blow a motherfucker. Seventeen ass blades, fourteen AKs. Dude, I had. I, I told her straight Stilettos. Up, I was like, I'm not walking around with you bitches without my gun. I'm gonna have to shoot somebody because they're gonna test me by the end of the night. Somebody, I'm like, hey man, let me get one of them hoes. Like, watch your mouth now. Watch your mouth. These ain't hoes. They my bitches. These, these are my bitches. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, this has been so much fun. Yeah, yeah it has, man. I appreciate you. Thank you, man. guys. Uh, but I want to say too, also, um, before I get out of here, uh, to everybody listening. Um, Yesterday was Doubt Me Now's 19th birthday. However, next year we're doing the 20th anniversary edition of the album on vinyl. And I'm possibly even going to do something special with the CDs if people still buy those. I'm not sure if you guys still do that. People are buying more vinyl than they are CDs now. It's weird. Um, but um, we're going to do a special edition white vinyl, uh, double double vinyl album for the uh, Doubt Me Now 20-year anniversary uh, not really picked the price yet, but you'll get a bundle pack with the the vinyl, few pieces of merchandise, autograph, the whole nine, dated, timed, and numbered uh, for next year. But this is something I'm planning all this year. We're gonna be doing a tour, Adopt Me Now 20th anniversary tour. Nice. Um, I'm trying to get Paul and Juicy to come out on a couple of few dates. Uh, you know, to really make it real, you know, solid and shit. Like you know, to bring back some of the old songs and shit. Songs that I've never even rapped before on stage. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like the Posse song. I wish I could do the Posse song. I wish I, everybody was still alive. But, um, so yeah, so all this year I'm working on like four projects. I got the the project with me and Justin Time is Lil White versus Justin Time project. We'll be dropping uh, probably like May. I'm thinking May because, yeah, before the Redneck Rave. Um, then I also got a project with Ashton Riker, the, the R&B singer here in Memphis, blues singer. Soul singer, we're gonna do something more real, kind of Memphisy, just 
kind of soulful type shit. Just kind of laid back rap, you know, with him singing on the hooks and stuff. And I'm working on a solo project at the end of this year. Um, lots of merch. Yeah, I got lots of merch coming. We got the new White Girls logo there. We got the new White Girls line, which is the wife's line, that rap guy's wife on Instagram. And the Little Whites. And the Little Whites, which is going to be the, the onesies and shit like that for children. Oh, that's oh, smart, that's man. smart. <clears throat> little Whites. <laughs> Where, um, what's your website? Whitestore.com. Whitestore.com. Uh, on Facebook, it's just Little White. Instagram, at Little White. Uh, TikTok at Lil White, which I don't really fuck off with TikTok, but I got one. Just is your music on there? Or is your music yeah. like, dude, my music. How does I, that work? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. You talk about like when you're making a TikTok? I don't know if you heard about this. It's well, a local no, guy. Like, there's Healy. Like fucking Have you heard 11, Healy I got like 11 million. It's like something like 18 million or something. Like, I need to like, I should probably like Google and research it and like make a post so artists know which to promote that yeah. gets them paid the most because. I know, like I said earlier, Pandora pays more than Spotify. YouTube pays pretty good for streaming. But where the trouble become with YouTube is you have other people that can make a YouTube page and post someone Your else's shit. video. So, but that's where stuff like Sound Exchange and BMI and Selecto Hits come in handy, where they've got companies that go out and say, hey, that's our music on your page. Oh, okay. We get them. Then they take so, it down. That's what sound exchange does. They find somebody. They find people. They, they literally find, find they find websites them, find them stealing and then music. Take them down. Mm. Yeah, they find them. They find them. Then they find them, <laughs> and then they take the music down. Yeah, because so, yeah, I always know. Like I'll hear certain somebody. websites will actually pay. You know, just to keep their website. Yeah. Like okay, if all we gotta do is pay, then here's this money. You know what I mean? Yeah. Some people will share like a song on TikTok or a video with TikTok and then like what who was that fucking artist and I'll like try to shazam right. that's how I heard about this guy named Healy he's like a local R&B guy or whatever from here mm-hmm huh. I'll check him out he's really good uh oh before we get done I didn't know until Tori Hudak came on here that you had a song with her yeah we got like two or three songs um but I really was it Smoke Smoke yeah. that I love Smoke that song that, yeah. yeah it's a fucking good song man yeah matter of fact Tori Hudak is kind of how we're together Oh, really? It was her birthday party. It was her birthday party. Oh, but no, it's Aaron. Was it no, Aaron's it was Tori's. Tor- it was Tori's. It was Tori's birthday party. She's so sweet, man. So, Tori called. This is the last This is the last one. <laughs> I've got to piss, and i got to go to a birthday party. <laughs> i got to pee, too. <laughs> so, Tori calls me, and she's like, hey, bro, and she's, like she's like, hey, brother, what's up? Uh, you want to come out to my birthday party tonight? I was like, uh, I don't know, Tori. I just got in town. Because I had just got in town that day. I think I had been on the road all day. And, uh. One of my good friends I went to school with had been in jail for like the last two years, and he got out that like day before. And he had hit me up like, "Hey man, come scoop me up, man. I ain't got no ride. I just got out of jail yesterday, man. Come fuck with me, man. Just come smoke me out. Do something, man. Just fuck fuck with me, man. I ain't got shit. He ain't got you know what I'm saying. You know how it is. When you get out of jail, you ain't got nothing, motherfucker. Like, hey. So I went and scooped up Paul, and I'm like, I'm telling Tori, I'm like, I don't know Tori. I, I just picked up a homeboy. He just got out of jail and shit. She was like, Well. It's my birthday party tonight at 152, and it's going to be me and like 30 girls, and you'll be the only guy. <laughs> and I was like, ah, give me two seconds there, Tori. <laughs> hey, hey, Paul, yeah, we're going at 152 to join 30 lesbians. <laughs> he was like, God damn, you know how to join, you know how to treat a motherfucker on his first day out. I was like, well, just for the record, you're not fucking none of them. <laughs> Trust me, I've tried to fuck all 30 of them. They're yeah. not going. They're very serious about their lesbian stuff. They are. They came straight to their favorite bar. <laughs> they did. They came straight to Nicole. 
And like that's that's what that's why I was there that night. I asked her out. So shout out to Tori. Hudet, that is man. awesome. Shout out to Tori Hudet's birthday for real. Well, I appreciate it, man. It's man, been amazing. Thank you guys. I, I, I really do have to piss before I leave, though. Yeah, I miss sure. that shit. We have, we have we have a bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not, like I said, I'm Excuse front door minute. I don't need a bathroom. I go out the front door yeah. right now. Oh Pop a squat. Right. Right. Paper rock scissors. You get to go pee first. Oh. <laughs> Ladies first, guys. But no, nah, right. man. Thank y'all for real, man. Link yeah, it's up, been motherfucking podcast, boy. Your boy, little white. Had a good goddamn time. All right. We love you lots. Love love you guys. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey. Bye.